You're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, hell boys and hell girls, people of all ages, he, she's, they's, them, all your pronouns, whatever you want to be, welcome back to the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm about to find out what episode it is. It's 138. Thank you, computer. I'm joined by my best buds in the whole world, Benjamin Magnet. I'm one of the best buds in the whole world? What? Today you are. Oh. And Sparks. Oh. Hey. And of course, as always, we're joined by Brandon T. Oh. Hey, I'm over here. I'm on the hill. Brandon, <laughs> don't hang out with the anti-monitor. He's, he's a bad the, guy. He's with the anti-monitor. <laughs> joined, joined with us as always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brandon has uh, terrible diarrhea. He couldn't be here today, unfortunately. I that's a lie. He has. He's, he's moving. moving. He's moving. He's moving. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the go-to. Everyone pretty, has diarrhea. Pretty sure we talked about that last week, that that was going to be a potential. Well, for those of you who are new to the episode, you didn't know that. Hey, so brand new Brandon's moving. <laughs> you don't know who he is if this is your first time. That's okay. What's up, guys? How was your week? <sighs> yeah? Why don't you well, be a little more positive for me, Ben? Well, I got a new phone. That's extremely uh, that, positive. That's good. So I You're got, officially more technologically yeah, advanced than I am. I got a better phone because for, for a while, my old phone was having a lot of issues charging. Like, I had to put the charger into the exact right spot with the exact same amount of pressure. Otherwise, it wouldn't charge. And yeah. that was really pissing me off. I hear that. So then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I finally uh, caved and got a new one. Did you get the X? I got the X. X going to give it to X you? X going to give it to you. I knew you got the X because we all got this silly animal <laughs> face. digital video. The an emoji video. Yeah, like, oh, look, Shenron's here. Yeah. What up? That's actually, when that when I first saw that, like when the phone was coming out, I was like, that's really dumb. But like, like if I had it, I'd use it all the yeah. time, dude. And excuse me, I got the X, the 10R to be precise. The 10, oh, the 10 Ryan? Well, also, well yeah, the Hell 10. Yeah, well, also, uh, my girlfriend, Fanny, is sitting right behind you, Ryan. Hey, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> What and a she, twist. she's wave, she's reading a book and she's like, "You got the ten R." Got the ten R. Is that yeah. the? Is that the? What does that mean to me? Because I don't know. What uh, that means. It's like is it's, it the lesser it's, version. It's like a, a kind of, I think a middle of the road okay. between the ten and the ten S. Okay. Because I have so, a six S, I think, which yeah, is better than a six, but not. In, yeah, is it's uh, it's not as good as the ten S, yeah. but it's better than the original ten. So it's like nice in the middle, comes in more colors. Still I'm, better than what most people have. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I. I've been playing around with it for a few days. I really enjoy it. So I finally got, I need a new computer like desperately because I was trying to put my iTunes. I'll tell you what, music for the money you spent on that iPhone, I bet you could have bought like two computers. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't spend that much. <gasps> really? Yeah. Did I, you have like I, an upgrade? Yeah. Upgrade. Oh, well, there I, you go. I traded in my old phone. I got an upgrade and then I just paid the taxes for it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, don't tell, don't, I don't want to talk about taxes. Yeah, let's not talk about you taxes. Said taxes. That, uh, Jeez Louise. That, is that a trigger word for you, Ryan? At This weekend it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it is for everybody right yeah. now. Thanks, Obama. I weep for you. Actually, I love you, Obama. I'm sorry. Come back. What up, Sparks? <laughs> hey, man. What's up? Not much. Not much? Yeah. What'd uh, you do? You do anything this man. week? I thought we... Did we do stuff? I never remember anymore. Did, did we do stuff? Did uh, we do anything? Well, oh, we saw a movie. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we saw Pet Cemetery. We did. That's the one I was talking about. That's that's what we did. I uh, Ben, you like spooky movies. I guess I do I think now. You, I think you'd like that movie. You think ben, I you, you love Stephen King. You Shut up. You are uh, the expert. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You aren't. No, that is, that is. Yeah. No, I'm not the expert. I'm not the expert. Stop not saying that. When we uh, have our YouTube show, you'll have a Yeah, that, was, that was fun. Oh, wait. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube, Ryan, you and I did some stuff. We are continuing to do this. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not going to tell you what it is. No, we're going to keep but that it's quiet. Happening. But it's actually we fixed. We had Maybe. a major troubleshoot issue mm-hmm. that we finally fixed. Mm-hmm. Maybe next week we'll have things to say about YouTube. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Oh yeah, because many many things are happening. Oh Maybe. yeah. Oh shit. That's right. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. What else, buddy? I finished Crazy Ex Girlfriend. That's yeah. That show's over. Is she still in West Calvina? Yeah. 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 Is that like a not a not happy yeah or? It didn't end uh, in the way you wanted. That's not exactly. Or it. it just didn't end uh, with the satisfactory. Yeah, like it, is it, this the it, final so, season? So, um, yes, okay. it's over. Aww. The show's done. Okay. Um, it didn't end. I didn't need a, a necessarily a conclusion, um, but it felt very all of a sudden with some of the things that it brought to its finale, rather than. Uh, uh, feeling as natural as a lot of other episodes have, in like the, it left the, the it more open ended than, than you want. Mm, possibly no, want it, for it an just ending? kind of it just kind of like jumped through a lot of hoops as far as um not really with the main character, but with a lot of the side characters. Just kind of like and this happened, and they they I feel like a lot of the side characters who are really great on the show, a lot of them kind of got pushed to the side, and their development kind of got just like really just start going in leaps and bounds off screen, uh, and then you just get updates on it. And it's like do oh, you that know kind of sucks. Do you know if like this, this was scheduled to be the last season, or yes, like, hey, they okay. knew, they knew, so they had time to yeah. fix it if they wanted to. Yeah, okay, that's and a shame. then that and like when it got to the last episode, it's just it does this thing in the last episode where you get a lot of like the side, like the the second tier characters. A lot of them, you just kind of are like, hey, and then this happened to this character, and that's what they're doing now over there, and it's like, oh, all, all right, that's all you get, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a it's a little like. Kind of was invested in those characters too. Wanted yeah. to get a little more development of, of but uh, that that's that's just me. Otherwise, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I uh, anything else for you, Ben? Um, I finally read. Um, I finished reading Headlopper because you. I loaned. Hell you, yeah! Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, do, that took me a while. Did do that. I took would me, say that's that's uh, took me time in, and a half. In terms of what our uh, our topic is today, I think that's a Hellboy esque kind of comic, oh, yeah. right? Oh Bear. yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say like uh, we did Hellboy for our book club, which we'll get to later. But uh-huh. the art in Headlopper. It's very, very, very inspired yeah. by, I was reading by he- stuff from Hellboy. When I was reading yeah. Hellboy last night, I was like, wow, this is reminding me a lot of Headlopper. But yeah. also, I uh, when, we were at, when I was at WonderCon a few weeks ago, I also picked up Saga Volume 9. Oh, hell yeah. I read it last night, and hot damn, that was depressing. Yeah. Like, the last page of that book is like, this is like Game of Thrones oh, in man. space. Holy shit. If I'm being honest, man, I was so hot on Saga for years, and then it just I hit a point where I'm like, I'm just, uh, I'm just not reading it anymore. That looked like that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, I knew. and yeah. I, th- I think it's just because it was just so consistently good for such a long time. Other stuff starts coming out, and it's just like, it was one of the first, like, uh, real quick, like it was part of the image boom, like when image was getting really big again, right, uh, in the yeah. the late the late two thousands. Um, and then I, I would know, say early twenty uh, tens. Yeah, sorry, I, that's, I meant like later two thousands, like when image was resurging as what it is today, uh-huh. like super indie, yeah. super indie heavy. I'm like really Saga was one of the first books I started reading. I mean, because Brandon gave me his copy of issue number one, and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. this is like the most expensive book out right now." Hell yeah, it is. Because he has a first edition uh, copy of issue one, and I was reading Saga off of him, and then I started picking up the trades, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, this is like." Really, really good. Yeah. Like, the only reason why I even picked up the first few Archie books when they relaunched Archie was because... Fiona Staples. Yeah, she did the art for Archie. So did I. Yep. And then I was... And then when I found out that she only did issues one through four, then she was not going to do it anymore. I was like, well... Yeah. The only reason why I came back was for Fiona Staples art, so I'm not going to pick it up anymore. Yeah, same. Don't Um, worry. Mark Wade, you're a great writer, but... 
I like the honesty. I also, art. he's not writing it anymore. Oh, he's, he's not writing. No, I think there it's we like go. An We're done. Or something. Um, We're done. Yeah, man. I'm sure Saga is still great, and like I still get all the volumes. It's but still. I stopped picking up single issues after like. It's two uh, years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saga Volume Nine. That's a uh, holy shit. Hazel. Hazel is her name, right? Yeah. Little Hazel. Yeah. Man. It's just just oh, what? Just super quick. It's uh, Game of Thrones esque, dude. HBO. Or like Netflix is that like it has to be high budget, right? It can't be like a CW. No, it'd have to be something huge. On that scale. Okay. Yeah, I'm scared because I don't want that. To, <laughs> I don't want that to get ruined. Man, I'm just like, I, what's next? Game of Thrones is like because now this is ending. Mm-hmm. HBO needs something like that. Speaking of which, at the time uh, of this recording, uh, Game of Thrones, the Eastern, ooh, the, baby. the if you have the Eastern feed of HBO, it is on season right premiere, now. Baby. I'm probably gonna keep my phone off. I'm, I'm not so gonna excited. look at it. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get spoiled. I'm, I I I know because a lot of people on online, like I saw uh, Jeff. You remember Jeff? My name's Jeff. Yep, my name's Jeff. He actually posted something on Facebook. Uh, it was a meme of Melisandre saying the night is dark and full of spoilers. Melisandre, she's old spoilers. This uh, speaking of that, we're not recording in your open living room. No, uh, because of that, we're recording yeah. in your bedroom. It's bringing back a lot of memories. Oh, really? Even though it's a different bedroom, it's like, oh man, we're back in bed. Oh bedroom. yeah, we did oh, used yeah. to record. We did used to record. This is interesting. Yeah. Well, also, because my roommates, they're watching Game of Thrones right now. So I imagine if we hear yelling or something, we're like, oh, no, they're, 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 pro- they're probably going to be quiet about yeah. it. Yeah, we'll, I yell. We'll Game watch it later. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, um, maybe talk about it. And time. also, Ryan, I got yeah. some uh, Game of Thrones beer for us to drink. Oh, uh-huh. the night is dark and full of awesomeness. Hells yeah! Uh, I didn't do too much this week, um, except watch. I haven't been uh, absorbing as much entertainment as I normally do. Uh, work reasons, various other reasons, but I started to rewatch for the first time Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, and that show started in 2010. Uh-huh. Right. This is the this is the, the first. This is the cartoon Avengers that was running before Disney bought. Yes, then, and yeah. let me tell you guys. I'm not exaggerating, and I often exaggerate, but that before that show was relaunched, that yeah. first show is incredible. That yeah. is Justice League level good. 100%. That is a MCU level tel- uh, television show uh, done perfectly. It's if Kevin Feige created uh, an animated show. Uh, that and Spectacular Spider-Man, yeah. which was running at the same time. Spectacular is incredible uh, too, dude. In the second season of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, it was supposed to be the same voice actor from Spectacular Spider-Man yeah. to come on because he shows up in like one of the last episodes of the second season. But because at that point they'd ended production and they were starting Ultimate Spider-Man, they instead put new Spider-Man yeah. uh, voice actor on it and made it so that that Avengers show continued, but Spectacular Spider-Man was canceled. And I'm like, that's lame. Yeah, both the Spectacular and Earth's Mightiest Heroes are like some of the best Marvel a- animation. Like. Yeah, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is, um, it is the Marvel equivalent of it the is. Justice like, League cartoon. No joke, like... Every single, uh, it's all the original Avengers too. It's not the not the movie versions because, again, at that time Disney didn't buy them yet. Right. So you have Ant Man and the Wasp, and they're not a team until episode nine. You mm-hmm. don't meet Captain America until episode five. And if you hear a little puppy in the background, that's uh, my room. It's my super roommate. Adorable. It's my roommate's uh, family member. He normally brings a little dog with yeah. him when he comes uh, over. Like all the Avengers have their own individual episodes, and all mm-hmm. of their villains get introduced. So when the breakout episode happens, where all the villains release, and they have to team up, it's organic, and it makes sense, and it's so well-written, and it feels like a live-action comic book. Like, I, they're not, I wouldn't say it's like as good as like MCU movies, but like this is what I expect a Marvel animation or a Marvel thing that's live-action to be like. Uh-huh. It, is, it is perfect. It's a really great show. It's, it, you watch it, and you're like, I don't understand how this isn't still... 
a thing. Oh boy. That they ended this and then what we got in in replacement it's, of it is not it's, anywhere near the level. And of it's quality. so much more. Um, and this isn't a, like it, it's not a negative like for uh, what it is, but like it's so much more childish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, it's instead of treating the like your audience like adults. Yeah. As kids, they treat your audience like kids. Yeah. And for this for Avengers uh, Assemble and that show is just I, I just remember that Wolverine and the X-Men was connected to it too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that 2010 is like the those, best dude. Those three animated shows were Marvel's best ever yeah. attempts at animating that their comic so characters good. and they were all loosely linked to each other. And then I'm glad you know about Wolverine all, and the X-Men cuz that show is also I watched great. all three of those shows all the way through so Spectacular Spider-Man Avengers Earth's Heroes Wolverine and the X-Men was 100% on board and to Brandon's credit cuz he's not here he also was doing that. He loved Hell those yeah. shows. Good job Brandon. He watched them all the way through. He was a big fan of them. And they don't make a big deal about any of the cameos. Like Wolverine is in the Captain America episode. They never call him Wolverine and say, "Hey Halleck, get over here." And he's like, "All right, bub." <laughs> and that's all the character you get while he's like murdering people. I'm like, "Man, yeah, Avengers Assemble sucks. <laughs> and like, we don't have an. Do we have an Avengers show right now? No, I don't think we do. Uh, I, yes, they really? keep. Yeah, they keep. They keep retitling the show every time they do a new arc. But um, like the last time they retitled it, it was something related to Black Panther. Wow, really? What became part of the title? Oh, I'll, I'll actually, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I thought it was like Black Panther show that became. No, no it's it's wow. the Avengers show. It's the new version of it. I'm they were definitely right pushing now. that as like a Black Panther show or something. Um, but yeah, man, like I've been deep diving that. I'm thinking I'm like 10 or 12 episodes in, but like, man, that show is so good. And it makes me want to rewatch yeah. Spectacular it's, Spider-Man. It's really great. Um, Spectacular Spider-Man. I have all of it on Blu-ray. I want to get all of Avengers or Smiley's Heroes and Wolverine and the X-Men in my collection. Cause those, yeah. those are like our Batman animated series, Superman animated series and Justice League yeah. for the Marvel universe. And I feel that's, like that's the best it's ever going to get. I feel like Justice League absolutely has like the, the respect that it deserves. I don't think many people know or talk about Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes at all. Not yeah. really. I, every time we talk about superhero shows, Justice League and Batman are the only ones that always come up. Like people always give Marvel shit for not having good animated stuff and they do. They just, yeah, it's, it's buried. Just that, it's and, not, then, and well, it's, it's not, it's not Disney it anymore. It ended because Disney bought them and it's like Disney, how did Disney buy them and then all of a sudden they had bad animated yeah, and it's shows. Cra- I want to say, because Disney, that's not the, the first time. The movies improved, the animation declined. Yeah, well it's not the first time that Disney took something and made it worse. What? The first one that I can remember was Doug. They, oh really? Yeah, Doug was owned. I by really Nicholas. thought you were going to bring up the Mighty Ducks again. Nope, nope, nope. No. That was Disney all the way through. But I'm talking about Doug. Yeah, because they that show was on Nickelodeon with Nickelodeon show, and mm-hmm. then Disney took it over, and then it was rebranded as Disney's Doug. Oh, and I don't think I ever watched that. It so. was like Doug. It was a continuation of the original show where yeah. Doug was in a new. He was in junior high now, not elementary school, and it just went. It's like the the Gargoyle Chronicles or whatever. It's not the same. So and well, they this also had them launch their own Guardians of the Galaxy series, which I, is like based off the movies but ties into that new Avengers show. And yes. so I heard the Guardians of the Galaxy was actually pretty good. I haven't watched I, it. I heard it started that way. And oh. then it got into the same quality level as the Avengers show. So it became oh, no. like a and it, it's it's it sucks because these these shows are still going and it's like they I want them to be good. Yeah. I'd like to be interested in watching them, but I'm just I it's such a you're, you're it's done. such a quality level dip. So yeah. what happened is that at season three of Avengers Assembled, they started renaming the show. So it was called Avengers Ultron Revolution for season yeah, three. I remember that. Season okay. four was uh, Avengers Secret Wars. Yep. And season five was Avengers Black Panther's Quest. That's right. I remember that. And that show is still going. I remember the uh. the trailers for it, but I just like I couldn't go back. Just you know, I I always hate it when when TV shows do that. It's like, hey, the new season's coming up, or we're calling it this whole new show, and it's, it's like, are th- it's wh- the same thing comics do when they do like a soft relaunch where it's like, oh, it's a new number one, but it's actually issue yeah. fifty. They started doing the yeah. same thing with Ultimate Spider-Man. It became like Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, Web Warriors. Like Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. versus the Sinister Six. Yep. Um, I think that's just a way to like, hey, it's a a new quote unquote season. Mm-hmm. You can jump in if you want to. Although I don't yeah. really know if that works. 
Man, the only time when it worked, little tangent. Yeah. Yeah. The only time it worked for me was when Avatar said it's straight up first episode of Avatar, book one, chapter one. So you know when the season's over, it it was a book. But that's yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that's. that's I don't think anyone's jumping in the book two without reading book one though. True. Not for Avatar. Not for not for Avatar. The world. I will fight someone's like, oh, I only watched book two. It's like, no, you have to watch book one. I. If you've only watched the middle chapter of Avatar, (laughs) please write us in because like, hey, that's your I mean, what a weird, what a weird. Thing. Yeah, I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But uh, licking the cream out of your Oreo sandwich, but never getting to the sandwich part. Oh. That's doing. That's a sociopath. Um, that yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> real quick on yeah. the week, um, there was no new miscellaneous episode this week because of Brandon's move. Yes. Yeah. So we will be updating on that as soon as we can. Get your mitts. Uh, once yep. he's situated again. Um, you know what? Hey, I'll tell you part what. Of our week too. There was no unfortunate miscellaneous, but we did get some cool mythology stuff in our topic this week. That's true. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I'll, I'll just, I'm trying. Just let me have I, it. I know what you're trying. Let me have it. Um, also, uh, real quick, it should be out uh, pretty much the moment that this comes out, because this will come out on Monday. It should be out uh, today or soon after. Um, Podcasters Assemble mm. is a group of people putting, to, well, it's one guy bringing together a whole bunch of different people from different podcasts talking about. Marvel films. I'm pretty sure folks from the Downright Nerdy podcast are on an episode in the near future. Hell if yeah. they haven't been already, which they might have been, I need to ask. Um, and they've been doing it as a countdown to Endgame. So every day they release mm-hmm. a new episode, and it's just all these different people from podcasts uh, talking about the Marvel films. And I submitted for Age of Ultron, so I should be on the Age of Ultron episode of did the they, Podcasters. Did they Assemble, confirm I it? Um, I don't know if they even do, or if it's just like a hey, then it drops and there it is. I I also send it in like. Right, in, right under the bar of the last minute. Um, so, so if we hear your voice, we'll hear your yeah, voice. Yeah, uh, and hopefully by the time we record again, like a few more of us will have submitted for some films. I'm trying to get Ryan to submit for Civil War. Uh, I think Brandon's still wanting to submit for a couple as well. Run out so of, something running out of time, time but, but something forgetting. to check out. Yeah, um, it's really cool. I'll definitely it's gonna a, listen to it. It's a neat idea, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So uh, uh, we got a lot of news to talk about, my boys. Holy crap, we want to uh, we jump into some B&B? Yeah. Bread and butter? Yeah. Mm, let's do it. Dead and breakfast. <laughs> and here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, guys. It was a very, very, very loaded news week. But there's one thing you forgot, Sparks. What? Greece is getting a prequel called Summer Nights. What? Greece is getting a prequel called Summer Nights, and I am going to talk about this very briefly. It's gonna, you know, the song where they talk about how they met and they had like a fun time at the beach and the, the, the wet in the sand. Yeah, uh, they're making a whole movie about the time that Danny and and Sandy met. You know why? Why? Mamma Mia too. Here we go again. Ah, uh, uh, boo! Thank you. Now, I don't, don't actually want to talk about it. I just I love Greece and I I, I love musicals. And Do I'm, you? I, yeah. Oh, you love Greece. I, I okay. Yeah. Okay. I love. It's not something I often talk about. I'm a huge musical guy. No, I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan of musicals. I'm not a big fan of Greece. Yeah. I I pre, I really appreciate the cheesy like, dude. Wh- tell me about it, stud. I just it's uh-huh. it gets me going. I haven't seen it. Ever? Like ever? No, oh. I know what it is. I just never just watch Greece it. too. It's fine. So the actual news, don't watch Beast 2. The actual news is something no one really wanted. We're getting another Walking Dead series, my dudes. I don't want it. No, I don't I don't want it. Well, Ben, first of all, do you watch The Walking Dead at all? No, well, I don't. I don't expect you to want like this. ever. I don't think, yeah. Danny tried. Yeah. In her defense, she tried to get me into Walking Dead. We so watched you're into... Fir- uh, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> we saw the first season together, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. The second we got to the farm, we were, babe, were we like, what, three episodes in? Yeah. She's That's like, fair. I said yes. We were about three episodes in, and I'm like, no. 
I'm done. Season I'm two is a because I know it's the farm. Show. I know it's the. I know it sucks. I know people say we just have to power through season two. It's like when uh, uh, Angels of Shield first came out and I stopped watching it, and everyone kept telling me, um, "Say like, oh no, it's really good. It's really good. It's like the best show on on air. You have to watch. You have to watch it." I'm like, no. People I, were saying that they at the time. Who, who said Agents of Shield was the best? I'll show definitely on. say I Walking you know, Dead's better than Agents of Shield. I, and think, I like that show. No, I think you know who's. I think you know who said that. Oh, I, I think we can get. Yeah, it. we're not oh. gonna. No names will be named, but okay. I think, so uh, yeah. So yeah. that's a nerdgasm. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So Ben, you haven't watched the show. That's fine. Yeah, I haven't watched the show. Um, uh, Sparks and I, we, uh, you're more caught up than I have for sure, right? Uh, yeah, I just haven't watched the season. That's but so I know yeah. who's dead. I know who's alive. I know all the BS behind it. Okay. Um. So uh, useless information. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so the thing I was gonna say is you like frozen zombies, but you don't like what, like, the heat temperature. I like fantasy stuff. No, okay. I, know. Just, no. I know what I like. Leave right. me alone. Okay. So um, I, think, I think it has a lot of good highs and a lot of low lows. Yeah. Oh, like the, the extremes like, are. The highs are like Everest. They're awesome, but the lows are like. And you haven't even been to some of the highest highs. You, I know I haven't, but I've heard. I have heard stories. Hearing things and seeing them are just yeah. totally when Glenn, spoilers. When Glenn died, Fanny came into my room crying her mm. eyes out. Yeah, that's 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 like that's television a mo- culture moment. That's what that's that, that was like when I first saw the Red Wedding. Yeah, um, I, not- I would argue even nothing more will nuts. Nothing, nothing will beat the Red Wedding in terms of television. I don't know if anything could. I don't think so. Uh, this is a debate for a different day. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. that the anticipation because of where the season left off about Do you mean Game of Thrones? that ending yeah. no with Negan. Yeah. Oh. Well, like, the anticipation because died? you had to wait from the season finale knowing that somebody had been beaten and that was such an intense introduction to the character it's true. where it was and everything. And also there like you read the books, you knew. Yeah. I didn't read people the books. People weren't sure yeah. people weren't sure even with knowing the Walking Dead comics what exactly was so either. Well, um, Game of Thrones and Walking Dead are both shows that have, you know, major character deaths. 100%. But I saw season one. Was it good? Mm. Ringing endorsement. Great. Guess couple, what? A couple of highs, a lot of lows. I, I mean... I love highs. I heard the good thing about that is because it was like during the apocalypse, like during when everything went to shit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. I'm, the, still, I'm not going to Yeah, the watch. idea intrigued me, but the first episode did nothing for me. Yeah. Um, so what so, about the... What uh, about we got great news. We're getting another spinoff show. <laughs> yes. Um, and we still got those Rick Grimes movies coming. Oh, Jesus. Oh, crap. I, I forgot yeah, about those. Uh, yeah. So according to AMC, uh, it's going to feature two young female protagonists and focus on the first generation of coming to age in the apocalypse, which is kind of cool. That sounds like a cool idea. But if it's just like The Walking Dead, I don't I don't need another that. I do like I do like the idea of like. To, That's what I hope. Uh, kids, so like these kids, kids who have grown up like 50 years in the apocalypse, of the like Walking they were Dead. born after society fell. Yeah. But here's a some here's another quote which it's The Walking Dead. This doesn't make sense. Some will be heroes. Some I can't help it. It's bringing yeah, it's bringing yeah. the bro out of me. Um, uh, I just I, uh, I we've just, talked about this longer than we need to. Yeah, sorry, Walking no, Dead. Nobody's really watching The Walking Dead, so let's let's carry on. Yeah, you're right. Speaking uh, of shows, no one else is watching. Yeah, uh, Preacher. Oh yeah, Preacher is coming back. Cool. Season four. Cool. I watched the first season. Same. You did same same. Mm-hmm. I did, and then we both dropped off. Sparks. I just uh, yeah. Too much to watch. Uh, that and like I, I don't have access to AMC as directly okay. any anymore. That started happening, and so I was like, okay, gotcha. Um, well, uh, I'm not gonna talk about much more because none of us are also talking about it. I uh, am glad that it. they. I am glad that they are getting a season where they know that they're ending it and that they're getting to go out that way. And yes. I think four seasons is a strong run. I bet. Yeah. I I do want to go back and finish it. Yeah, the fourth and final season is coming. It's been a wild ride. Thank you all. Says Seth Rogen on uh, on Instagram. Nice. I I really love the comic. And uh, I like that first season a lot, and I just dropped off just for, for reasons, nothing quality-wise, but sure. uh, you know how it goes. Too yep. many things to watch. Yep. Next on the list is, uh, uh, oh, Apple TV. Yeah. Some of that, uh, some of that Apple shit. We yeah. got a thing called Lysi's Story. Is that what it's called? Lysi's Story? Lysi's Story. It's uh, 
your man, your main man, Stephen Still, King book. Uh, you said it. I know. I had to say it. Sorry. Uh, so it's coming to Apple TV. It's being produced by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Company. Uh-huh. Uh, the Street to Series story will feature <gasps> Julianne Moore? What? Yeah. Click more to find out. In addition, <laughs> King is writing all eight hour-long episodes. Mm. That's very... He doesn't do that. Yeah, no. no, he's... he's. This is why I thought wow. this news was interesting. Yeah. He's getting hands-on. He's writing the episodes, and Julianne Moore and him are both uh, producers, along with J.J. Abrams. God damn it. It's another okay. streaming service I have to pay for. <laughs> yeah. That's the trade like, No, did you see that meme of that one guy where it's like 2012 with Netflix? Like, hey, the stream is pretty good. Yeah. 2019, all the streaming services. He's like, nope. No, the thing was like, oh, I don't need a cable package anymore. Netflix has everything I need. Yeah. And now there's 30 individual services mm-hmm. just to make, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're living in a, in a crazy world, my friends. Yeah. But the, um, the cable box is being replaced by streaming services. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, this show makes me more excited than like the Jason Momoa show or whatever. That, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. A Stephen uh, King actually written show is yeah, really I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, so next on has, the docket. Oh, was, Ben, what's no, up, I was about baby? to ask, has Stephen King written for television before? Uh, a television? I know. I'm, he's I'm cons- certain. I'm certain that's happened. I don't know that it's ever been this consistent. Where he's writing every episode of the series. Yeah. Because he definitely. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that he's written stuff. He though. wrote and directed Maximum Overdrive in the '80s, uh, all on cocaine, and he has admitted that multiple times. That's okay. a movie about uh, cars and electronics coming to life and killing people. Oh, uh, the great. movie has a uh, Green Goblin semi truck that murders uh-huh. people. It's pretty cool. Alrighty then. Speaking of pretty cool, Star Trek. Brandon, you ready to talk about Star Trek? Oh, he's not here. Damn it. Cricket, cricket, <laughs> cricket. Well, I'm actually chirp, chirp. I'm actually kind of excited for this too, but I know Brandon's probably way more excited. Uh, a new documentary about the history of Deep Space Nine is coming to theaters. Actual theaters. Really? It's what We Left Behind. Okay. Looking back at Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, it's going to be a fathom event in more than 800 theaters May 13th. Ooh. That's right. pretty cool. That yeah. is. I uh, I never finished Deep Space Nine, but that is definitely uh, for fans. It's like, it's got like a, like a, cult classic kind of thing right like that show was pretty cool yeah i'm, I'm aware of that i've never watched the show myself i'm sure yeah. i'm sure brandon's got some maybe brandon will tell us next week what he thinks of this yeah yeah he's a brandon take man. notes i know you're listening what what did i just say brandon repeat it back to me that's weird i don't know why i said that <laughs> speaking of weird things we got a tomb raider sequel okay uh, this, is, this is exciting because we did not think this was gonna happen right i didn't think because so. i was yeah. hoping it was gonna happen but at the same time i was like it's not gonna no, happen we were pretty sure it was dead uh that movie bombed right or did um, it do well it didn't, overseas? it didn't do well domestically okay like as well as they wanted to but it did well enough globally okay that makes sense it also didn't cost as much to make as you know a lot of other blockbuster films so but it made it made like some over 218 million globally okay but it, i know it only did 58 here in the states yeah um and that's definitely yeah like i like alicia vikander a lot yes and i would and i was laura croft yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm and happy, her in general i'm happy to see her come back and play another film of Laura Croft. Well, Same here. according to Deadline, MGM and Warner Brothers uh, has hired Amy Jump. Her name's Amy Jump. Mm. She's a, a Jump Force fan. Uh, Amy Jump to pen the script. That's a bad Shonen Jump that like six people are going to get. I'm really yeah, sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't be hosting. Wait, wait. Who's, who did? <laughs> Her name's Amy Jump. She's uh-huh. just a screenwriter. Um, she wrote uh, the Tom Hiddleston starred High Rise and, co- and co-wrote Free Fire, which is two movies I haven't seen. Sure. But I've heard good things about both those movies. Right. Uh, so, so far, no plot de- details uh, have happened. I'm definitely optimistic with them getting a, a fresh writer's take yes. on the next one. Because yeah. um, I don't think that first one's bad, but it has some, some plotting flaws. Yeah. Uh, Bring back Wally Goggs. Did, did, he, did he pass? I think he died. I think he, he died. Yeah, he died. He, fell, he fell into I'm a pit. I'm pretty sure he died. Okay. Spoilers for a movie. He no. fell into a pit <laughs> with a bunch of skeletons in it, so I'm pretty sure he did. You're right. I remember that. Okay. It's a bummer. Speaking of uh, actual news, I'm actually really excited for. Yeah. Yeah. Batman has been cast in Titans. Oh, Yo, shit, yes. This is some... 
I would yeah. say I think you said the word inspired casting. Yes. I uh, so uh, Sparks and I have watched most of Titans. Yeah. Yes. This news makes me want to finish it because I didn't. Hundred percent. I did not hate that show when I was watching it. Right. Uh, I have I have an issue with an overall part of the show. Maybe we'll get more into it someday. But it's, yes. it's mostly about the Raven character, the way they're handling her, and the focus of the story of the season. But everything else outside that, I've been enjoying on Titans. For the most part, yeah. So and uh, this this casting, uh, go ahead and say who yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it's it's his name is Ian Glenn. Yeah, and yeah. he's a Jorah Mormont on, on uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones, or as I like to call him, Jorah Mormont of House Blue Balls of oh, Cerulean yeah, Blue dude. Balls. Man, he 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 got he's so, just friend zoned all I'm, day long. Baby. I'm super stoked about this because I feel like this is like the moment it was announced. My immediate thought was, this is live action Kevin Conroy Batman. 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. This is that, and I'm I'm 100 percent there for it. So uh, I guess we need a description of Bruce Wayne and Batman, but I got something for you. Uh, after decades of fighting crime as Batman, billionaire Bruce Wayne is just as driven to protect Gotham from evil as he was in his prime. Needing to reconcile his relationship with Dick Grayson, the duo hope to forge a new dynamic duo as Bruce tries to help his former sidekick and the Titans achieve success. Wow, that sounds like he's hella in the show. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. I'm okay with that. That's really cool. Yeah, I really I'm, hope... I'm really into him playing this. This yeah. is going to be really I really great. hope we get to see him dress up as Batman. Oh, dude. I really want to see oh, I, I want. It. I want to see Sir Jorah. As Batman. Yeah. That would be awesome. And he'll get uh, friend-zoned I'm, by Zatanna. I'm going to be oh. super into it if they don't do it right off the bat, though. Yeah. He just have him be Bruce Wayne, and then, like, like the sixth episode, he's like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like take their time like, with it. Like, finally, episode six or yeah. seven, he finally dons he, the cape He truly cowl. feels like such a good choice to represent the Kevin Conroy type. Yeah. It, they, like they a just, little bit older. They match really well. Yeah. I really want that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, the plot is really the biggest problem I have with that show. I think all the casting is actually pretty good. Um, especially Dick Grayson. I like Dick Grayson yeah. a lot. Uh, Brandon Thwaites, I believe the guy's name is. Mm-hmm. Brandon but, Thwaites. Um, I'm really stoked to see like the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Yeah. And like how they've had like a fizzling out and they're going to reconnect. I, Especially with Ian Glenn. This is like really exciting. Yes. And now we definitely got to finish that show, baby. 100%. Oh, yeah. I really need to get DC. It's, dude, I'm telling you, it's, uh, no, it's no, no, not I know, bad. I know. The, yeah. No, I'm not saying the show is bad. I'm saying I... At, even when I was at WonderCon and now I'm hearing all the stuff that's coming out for it, I'm thinking to myself, like, I kind of really want to get this. And uh, especially with all the comics now. Yeah. With like, all the comics the on there. Thing coming. It's going to oh, be yeah. so easy to read comics for the book club for, D- for DC books now. Yeah. I forgot is, about Swamp Thing, baby. Oh, yeah. Question, oh, yeah. It can, is this available for the, play, for the PS4? Can I get it on the PS4? Not yet. I don't think so. Damn yeah, it. I don't think it's available. They're for that rolling yet. out. I don't, don't quote me on that. I'm gonna, I want to say no. I feel like I would have seen it. I'm on the PlayStation a lot. Yeah. I feel like the app would have popped up. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I w- I'm going to get it for my phone because obviously I-, I got a brand new phone. That will be great for the comics. But I also want... Like, I would I w- watch... I mean, I, I'll watch stuff. I watch stuff on my phone too, but yeah. I like watching stuff on my TV, like TV shows. I'm- get David Lynch in here. Be like, don't watch those things on your phone. He's right. It's not how it's supposed to be. Oh, uh, yeah. He big was, screens. He was big thing about that, huh? Yeah, uh, he 100%. Does. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, keeping with DC News. Uh-huh. Shazam! 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 Getting a sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm apparently. not surprised. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, uh, the director, screenwriter, and producer of Shazam are reportedly expected to return, but it's not confirmed. Yeah. I think that's interesting, because didn't Wonder Woman kind of, like, get the sequel announcement pretty quick? Yeah, but I mean, like, Aquaman? but, but, Aqu- no, remember Aquaman, we were weirded out that they announced Trent tr- before they announced, yeah. like, remember that's that Shazam's right. only been out for a little while. Yeah. I'm sure we'll yeah. hear about a Shazam 2 officially before the month's over, but, but, I'm just glad that it, they're saying like, "Hey, the whole team wants to do another," and I'm like, "Great, good." Yeah, they should. I guess um, uh, Wonder Woman '84 will be the test to see if sequels, you know, bringing everyone back, if they can do it again. Yes, because like, man, Wonder Woman's real good. Uh, let's see if you can do that again. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah, let's so, see if you can nail Cheetah. Oh man, <laughs> so many things to go with that. It's just man, like 
That movie is such a question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's super interesting. Uh, so I think that's all the regular movie stuff we have to talk about. So now we're jumping into my realm, baby. Well, you guys read stuff too. I read stuff. Comic I just books, finished baby. Reading, I just finished reading Saga this week. You're right. So speaking of sagas, oh shit! You know who's who's part of the Marvel saga? It's Wolverine. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so this is pretty cool, guys. Wolverine versus Blade got announced. Um, Blade has been making a resurgence in the comics the last couple of years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, and I kind of talked to you, Sparks, about this. Yeah. If we see Blade reappear in the MCU in the next couple of years, uh, as Old Man Blade with Wesley Snipes, because mm. he's he's super stoked about it. Everyone at Marvel is like, yeah, we, he's cool. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, Wolverine vs. Blade comes out this July. Logan of the X-Men will do battle with the Daywalker himself. Uh, and uh, it's be- Oh, it's being written by Mark Guggenheim the Googs. Really? Right. Googies, yeah. Sweet. He's up on that hill with the Anti-Monitor, and who else is on the mountain? I don't well, know. right now, Brandon is. Oh, Brandon, say hi to Mark Guggenheim for me, please. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was the only person who read his X-Men run, and uh, uh, I really, really liked his X-Men run. Um, so uh, I'm glad he's still writing Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh, that dude has... Written a lot of and he's comics. he's written both of these characters on his own at one point. Yeah. So yeah, he's a the Googs guy. Like is, him. It's not going to be completely new territory. To no, him. no, no. Um, man, this, geez, this is a good week for Ryan. There's a lot of X Men news. So, uh, Jonathan Hickman was announced to come back to the X- to Marvel. And right. I believe I heard your squeal all the way at my house. The world heard it, baby. Yeah. Aliens and in, in at Mars heard it. Um, so they revealed the first two covers for the two books, House of X and uh, Powers of X. Uh-huh. Uh huh. House of X is the traditional, you got Jean Grey, you got Cyclops, you got Wolverine, you got Professor Xavier. Sure. Uh, it looks like the traditional book. The crazy thing about uh, Professor Xavier is he's walking. Do you guys know what's happening currently in the X-Men comics? No. no. He's in the body, uh, his mind is in the body of Phantom X, who is a Grant Morrison creation. Oh. So, so Xavier's mind is in some other mutant's body. Oh. Uh, the other one, the Powers of X, is the really the more intriguing one uh-huh. because that's supposed to be a book that's dealing with lineages and timelines and legacies. Uh-huh. And if you see the cover... It's super awesome because the main person on that cover is a lady with Colossus's skin, and a lot of people think it's Kitty and Colossus's child. Ooh. Yeah, and all of the people on there, there's a there's a uh, female looking Loki, like a bald looking Loki who's mm-hmm. like a reincarnation, and Loki and the X Men have had trouble in the past. There's a uh, uh, Cassandra Nova and possibly a young Xavier clone because there's a couple of bald people. It's really up in the air and, and speculative, but man. Uh, it's super exciting because, like Brandon said when we first announced it, there's like there's been three pinnacles of X Men. You know, you have uh, Chris Claremont in the '80s, and you have the Age of Apocalypse, and then you have Jonathan Hickman. There's like 15 years they're just erasing and they're neg- negating uh-huh. because they didn't sell and they didn't have the impact like other books. Sure. So Jonathan Hickman coming to this X Men book, he's doing what he did with Avengers and Fantastic Four for the X Men. Uh huh. I am effing stoked, you guys. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, any any anything you guys want to add before we move on? I I got I haven't picked up an X Men book in. Oh God! Ever. Long time. No, it's been the only like quote unquote X Men book I picked up was like this. Uh, like your first X, your guide to the X Men. Baby's first X Men. It kind kind of it was, it, was a, it was a grade school book yeah. that I got and I liked, and then I wanted to pick up more, and then I never did because I was a little kid and I saw the X Men books and I was really intimidated by those. Yeah. So, but seeing how excited you are for X Men. I'm, it makes me excited for X-Men. It's it's not so much like, I mean, I, I love Marvel Comics, I like the X-Men, but it's really Jonathan Hickman and like yeah. what he does with characters, like what he did with, and when we eventually read Avengers, what he does with like Tony Stark and Captain America and like all these people and he makes it so personable yeah. and so real and it feels like you're like, talking to people and it's like so dramatic. Yeah, like I grew yeah. up watching the X-Men films, but also I grew up watching the, the X-Men cartoon on Fox. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I feel like, yeah, I'm an X-Men kid. Jonathan Hickman, I would say his he's more like if... Like he he's Legion. Yeah, he's the Legion of of like comic book. He's like a Grant Morrison. Okay, he's nuts. 
every time he takes over a character, he fundamentally changes them for the better. So I'm I'm super stoked. No, I um, got I gotta put some I gotta talk to you off air yeah. for uh, X Men. Uh, Honestly, trades. just jump just jump on with Jonathan Hickman. Jump just that's, jump that's, on with Jonathan Hickman. Do, yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking of X stuff, when is uh, this coming out again? July. Everything's happening in July. Everything's <laughs> happening in July. America. So uh, another book I'm pretty excited about. Uh, X Statics is returning, and this is a super super. Uh, culty classic book with dupe so you know, right dupe so, he's like a he's like a green floating monster who speaks in tongues so with all these x books right are you sure yeah. x is gonna give it to you oh dude you're telling me about you're it. right <laughs> oh my god x is giving it to both x, of us yeah you know what I'll, I'll take it i love it all right um so ecstatics is a comic book artist and ecstatics co-creator mark allred uh he's returning to the book with peter milligan the co-creator they did this book in the 90s and early 2000s this book's uh-huh. awesome it's super fun it's a super uh like I keep saying angsty in terms of X Men, but X Men are angsty. But it's like super fun. It's yeah. like the fun X Men, whereas like X Men are kind of like oh, dealing with uh, oppression. Ecstatics mm-hmm. is like fun, wacky adventures. Okay. Um. So yeah, let's see. Uh, for me, Giant Size Ecstatics has been the longest gestating and longest held secret of any comic project. Already elaborated in another post. Peter Milligan and I have been talking, planning this for years. Uh, now here it comes. So yeah, Ecstatics is getting its own Giant Size shot one shot special coming soon. Uh, a lot of crazy characters you guys have never heard of. Nope. Real excited. Yeah. Speaking of uh, more crazy Marvel stuff, Carnage comes for Mania. Oh, boy. I didn't know what this was, Sparks, until you told me about it. <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't know until I read it. <laughs> yeah. So um, Carnage, it's Carnage is getting a big old miniseries, or excuse me, an uh, event later this year, right? What's it called? Absolute Carnage? Yes. Minimum yeah. Car- Absolute Carnage, yeah. Uh, Ryder Cullen <laughs> Minimum Bun. Carnage? Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think, actually, there is a Minimum Carnage book where he shrinks down. What? And he goes into the bodies of people. That's, oh. that's great. Yep. You, you know Comics what? I, I don't want to say that's not real. But I believe oh, dude, it is. It's real. So uh, writer Cullen Bunn uh, created a name for himself to Marvel Comics of the long run on Venom a couple years ago. Now, along with a concurrent return of the title as part of War of the Realms, Marvel has announced Bunn will write Web of Venom Funeral Pyre. Excuse me, Funeral Pyre. Dialing in on one of the most vicious villains Marvel's ever uh, created, Carnage. Uh, there's also a character he created called Mania uh, that he's going to use in this book as a key character. Who's, uh, Mania is apparently... Uh, Another symbiote that he created. I don't know anything about. I wasn't reading his Venom. I'm sorry, Colin Bunn. I guess we'll <laughs> find out uh, with absolute minimum yep. carnage. Yes, so. Yeah. Once we jump into it, uh, then I'm sure this will be more relevant. Oh, boy. I'm just thinking, like... But they're saying it's a relevant, important piece of I this. I believe so. it. Yeah. I mean, aren't, aren't, isn't every tie-in incredibly no. important? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of really important books, uh, Loki Returns. Now, here's... This is funny, guys, because you guys haven't read War of the Realms yet. Nope. Mm. So why would Loki be returning? I, I don't He's know. Dead. Because Loki died in the first issue of War of the Realms. Okay. Oh. One day later, he's getting his own book. Are right. you shitting me? Yeah. He dies. Yeah. Literally, he's dead. Yeah. And then the next day after that issue comes out, yeah. that Thursday, they're like, oh, yeah, he's coming back. You're right, baby. So, that, yeah. So, uh, before I read what, like, the plot and stuff, that's real dumb. Uh, I, I understand I bringing characters. No me gusta. No me gusta is right. I understand bringing characters back from the dead. Can you wait, like, three days? Sure. Like three. Jesus did, at least. Come on, guys. <laughs> right. Um, but what is kind of cool, uh, Loki number one shows uh, the the god of mischief walking across uh, the the Bifrost uh, with uh, Mjolnir. He's got that hammer of Thor's. Hey. What's up with that, you guys? I, I don't know. That, that's weird. They do they do imply that like he's holding, he's tossing it in the air like he's got it. Yeah, like he owns it. Um. So uh, I'm glad uh, the notes in here because I forgot, which I did read. Uh, Thor lo- uh, lost Mjolnir 
right. when he was fighting Mangog, which was uh, one of the... This, and, this wasn't actually Thor Thor. This was Lady Thor. This was Lady Thor. Jane right? Foster. Yep. And she, uh, she was... Th- this was during the Death of Thor run, and that book right. was awesome. She doesn't die. You're a big old liar, Jason Aaron. And actually, uh, the Rainbow Bridge was destroyed at that same time, too. You're right. So it's a big deal that that's back as well. Yeah. Um, He's just bringing all the things. I guess, man... I guess there are resurrections. Ah, <sighs> Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like uh, the creative team's like fine. Um, it's uh, Daniel Kibblesmith who wrote Black Panther versus Deadpool, and oh, I really like the artist Oscar uh, Bazaluda who did Mr. and Mrs. X. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think I need this book at all, especially because I literally read this. I read War of the Realms like two days ago, and then I just found out Loki is like coming right. back. I'm like, yeah. wow, what a what a. Uh, and I'm sure Jason Aaron has nothing to do with this, uh-huh. but like, what a complete waste and like rip of his sure. first issue. Yeah. Sure, they could have waited at least like a week or two. Come on, guys. Right. But no, they just had to do it right then and there. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, hell, when Superman died, they didn't announce he was coming back until, what, a year and a half later or so? Well, that, that's also, like, one of the first cases, and that's, like, that's True, a whole but, other story about Superman dying. Or even when, okay, or, uh, when Wolverine died, they didn't announce Wolverine what, was dead for four years. Yeah, he was straight dead. That was dead. incredible, yeah. And then they brought him back in that Marvel Legacy book. Yeah. And, and that, that was the last page. Yeah. Was he alive? And then he, Charles Soule and Steve McNiven did a Return of Wolverine book, which was pretty good. It's like when, uh, I just thought of this. So it's like right when they died, everyone was like, what? And then Marvel was like, hold up a minute. He's not dead. <laughs> hold up a minute. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, was trying to, I was trying to do a very bad impression from Girlfriend Reviews. Oh, I love Girlfriend Reviews. She says that a lot, and it's really, it's really okay. cute when Got she says you. it. I love, I, know, I love that you know Girlfriend Reviews. Speaking I, of I awesome women, this is... The best news for me, you guys. Invisible Woman, Susan Storm, is getting her own Marvel comic. Right. She's the Invisible Woman. Uh, this, I believe this is the first time she's ever gotten her own solo series. I think you're probably right. Uh, and it's being written by Mark Wade, hell yeah, and the artist is Mattia de Illa Lewis. I made, I, I'm sorry, Brendan, I understand your pain now. Uh, who did Jessica Jones. Um, it's a five-issue mini in July, and it takes Sue on a journey that will unlock the secrets of her past in the most surprising way. So Invisible Woman was once an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's something I know very well, and that's very cool. And apparently she had this partner that went missing that, like, you know, it's, it's like Bucky becoming a Winter Soldier, something we didn't sure. see until we knew it. So apparently she's going to have to team up with S.H.I.E.L.D. to go find this lost uh, partner of hers. I think that's really dope. I love me some Susan Storm, and I love Mark Wade. He writes great Fantastic Four characters. That's he real does. great. Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh, well, I know I know he writes great characters, but I don't know about Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, his Fantastic Four runs real good. I need to read that. Uh, Future Foundation Returns. So, guys... Oh, man, more Fantastic Four news. So Fantastic Four has a subsect called the Future Foundation, which is all the group. It's a group of children who are the smartest uh, children in the world. So which include Reed's uh, kids, Reed's kids, uh, some aliens, uh, some villains, uh, children. It's a it's a really cool group. And it's there. They're there to save the world. Like they're not inhibited by um, being an adult. Their uh-huh. imagination lets them like do whatever they want basically Ooh. yeah so it's kids saving the world in a way oh okay um it's coming back in fantastic four number 12 it's called the saga of the future foundation and it's back oh i didn't know this it's a backup story <gasps> written Boo. by jeremy whiteley and artist will robson Boo. uh that's okay well, well is it gonna be in the fantastic four books yeah so when you begin so Fantas- it's like it's like justice league and you get the shazam book at the end okay yeah I could, you know what yeah. uh, or like or like our book club this week yeah, like our book yeah, couple this week. Yeah. yeah, except there's like a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. but they're you know little they're stories awesome. at the end. So yeah, uh, man. Speaking of another return, the Doom Patrol is returning. This one I'm not so shocked about, to be honest. In yeah. like comic form, because I haven't seen a Doom Patrol book in God years ever. We ever. ever. It's, it's, it's only been a couple of years. It hasn't. It's been like what was the last Doom Patrol? It was book? Last year. Yeah. The last really? the milk the war the milk, the milk man wars. wars. Yeah, but was, milkman man. Yeah, but that was the milkman, not like the Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. That's, that's where he Doom comes Patrol. from. Oh, that's the event. 
Never mind. He's in Doom Patrol. Never mind. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Nick Darrington and Gerard Way are coming back, but there's also a shit ton of other uh, artists, including including Jamie Harvey. Excuse me, James Harvey, Doc Shaner, Nick Patera, and Beck and Clunan. And those are all fantastic, wonderful uh, artists. Having four or five rotating artists makes it seem like uh, they're doing. Uh, they're gonna keep the scheduling because that book got delayed a lot because uh-huh. there was like there was only two people on that creative team, kind of like a saga or something. Yeah. So having all these artists uh, is gonna allow them to uh, branch out and do more. There's two other Young Animal books coming out with Doom Patrol. Uh-huh. Young Animal is the imprint, of course. Right. Uh, kind of like uh, Wonder Comics and uh, um, I want to say Jinx World, but I don't want to say Jinx. No, World. you're right, Jinx World. Jinx World. Uh, okay. What's Black the, Label? Black Label. What's the Black. What's the dumb one that Jeff Johns has done that we haven't? Black Zone, Dead um, Zone. I don't remember. D- it's Dumb Zone. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The, the Dumb one that, Zone. The one that we don't talk about. Yeah. Um. So there's two other books. Um. This is awesome. Gerard Way's brother, Mikey Way, is gonna co-write. Uh, this book called Collapser. What? Which is about a miniature black hole uh, uh, arriving in a mall and somebody getting superpowers from it or something like that. It seems pretty cool. The other one that I'm really, really excited yeah, for, yeah. Sparks, I think you're there with me. I know Brandon would be too. Co- Collapser's a uh, DJ too. Did I miss the part where he's a DJ? Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Okay. Um, so what's, the, what's this, this Far Sector? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Far Sector is a new Green Lantern book. That takes place. That's in a, it's a young animal book, so it's like a mature book in a way. Right. Um. Let's see. Whew. It starts a Green Lantern named Sojourner. The name. Sojourner. Her name is Joe. Okay. <laughs> Her name is Joe Mullen, who polices a gigantic city that serves as home to twenty billion life forms. What? As the series opens, Joe discovers a revolution brewing in a city where crime has been all but eradicated. So this is like a future, like a, not a future, a very far, like very alien. Right. Green Lantern book that's not about humans. Right. It sounds like it's kind of like what? What's it called? Judge Dredd. No, no, Mega no. City one. No, no, no. The what's the oh the, Far Sector? Yeah, it sounds like it's one. It's a. It just going by the title, it sounds like it's about a Green Lantern on the edge of the galaxy. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Far Sector. Yeah, and yeah. It, it is. Uh, this series looks to be the most rooted in traditional DC universe stuff while being separate from it. Right. Which is which is really cool. I mean, Doom Patrol is uh, kind of like that as well. Uh, but yeah, because yeah. it can stand apart. It can stand that's apart. It's really yeah. great. Um, I think. I, I bought most of the first uh, issues of the Young Animal books, and then they just kept pumping them out, so I had to, I had to uh, stop. But Doom Patrol always stayed real good, guys. Nice. Far Sector is definitely the one I'll be checking out. Yeah, these all these all sound like really exciting things. Hell yeah. Here's a book. I think I'm the only person who's read Batman White Knight. No, you, so far, because I so bought far. it. Okay. I bought it at WonderCon. It's, it's, um, I didn't finish it's, it. It's a good, thick book, so I'm like, okay, I want to take time to read this. Yeah, so. uh, Batman White Knight is absolutely one of the coolest bet i don't know if it's like the best but it's definitely one of the coolest where um sean murphy it's, it's sean murphy my boy punk rock jesus chrononauts um heck yeah heck yeah where uh uh batman is basically he's he's a vigilante but the government like finally fights back against him and yes. joker becomes and sane. joker becomes he gets treated and he gets uh, he becomes sane and becomes like a lawyer and he fights batman because batman destroys government property and he's causing a wreck and he hurts people and he has, does nothing about it it's ca- almost like a like a like a civil war thing where like Batman needs to be taken accountable. Yes. Um. But like, man, Batman is like he's an asshole, and the Joker is awesome, and there's two Harleys, and all the character characterization is amazing. This book is going to feature Azrael, uh, and it's a follow up. It's coming out July 24th. It will be eight issues. Uh, let's see. Batman will be forced to face his enemies and a long buried truth. That's probably about Azazel. Probably. Not Azazel. Azrael. Azrael. Azazel. Azazel is a Nightcrawler's father and a demon in hell. <laughs> A very different thing. Yeah, Azrael is the kind of like the church Batman. He is in a way the Order of Saint Dumas. Yeah, 
Or see Assassin's Dumont. Creed Batman. Yeah, there Assassin's we go. Assassin's Creed Batman. There you yeah, go. Assassin's Creed. I like that better. He's oh, Assassin's God. Creed. You guys Batman. remember in Batman: Arkham Knight? Yes. You could play as as Azazel. Azrael. 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 Damn it. And you could choose to like stab Batman you could or not stab, stab Batman, Batman or break the sword. Yeah, but you weren't going to stab him. You were going to lose no matter what. What'd you do? I stabbed I, him. You stabbed him? Like, hell yeah! I broke the I sword. I wanted to see what would happen. I broke the sword. Oh, I I didn't stab Batman. I ch- <laughs> I chose to break the sword of sinners. That's pretty cool. Well, that's that's like that's my personal like best representation of Azrael because like. He's kind of crappy in uh, he, well, he also, in the comics that are literally right in front of you. Yeah. He's right next to you. Yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I have a Doomfall and or Doomfall Nightfall. Nightfall right in front of me. Man, too many comic books, my dude. Doomfall Patrol. <laughs> as is ill. Oh lord! All right, guys, we finally made as it. As is all things. We made it. We made it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh man! Oh lordy lord. lord! So, Mr. Feige, our Lord and Savior, Kevin Feige. Oh. Uh, he said there are reports for other movies. Right. And I'm going to name them here. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and The Eternals. Uh, those are rumored. And, and Doctor Strange 2, right? Uh, Doctor Strange 2 is. I mean, there have been. There have there been. There have been, yes. It's so. not on this list, but yes. The, uh, Scott Derrickson is, is working on it right now. Right. Uh, it will be noted that Marvel hasn't officially announced any of them, uh, and they won't comment on them because they have a five-year plan, and they won't comment on it until after Spider-Man sequel comes out Far From Home, right. which is July, correct? Yes. yes. Uh, so much so that Kevin Feige said, I'm not even going to announce if we're going to Comic-Con. Cool. On that note, David Harbour has confirmed that Black Widow's starting to film in June. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's in the movie, isn't he? Yes. Uh, he, yeah, he has his exact quote there. Yeah. I think it's slated to start in June, Harbour reveals. I don't think it's fully boarded yet, but it's a great character. I'm really excited about it. The cast is fleshed out with Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, I think that I think they said. I think there's also Rachel Wise. Man, there's some really great actresses in there. <laughs> wow, David. So, so Mr. <laughs> Harbour has not uh, hit the Marvel secrecy yep. uh, meeting yet. Those, those ta- train snipers. I'm sure it's happening now. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he hasn't taken those classes yet on uh, how to keep your mouth shut. I literally, can't. same week. I literally can't imagine Kevin Feige's face. No, watch. <laughs> Boy, after, after I, he I, said I that, he had, a, he had a meeting scheduled, and the second he sat down, he's like, yeah, so you weren't supposed to say any of Listen, that. David, this is your first lesson, you're buddy. You're getting replaced. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I was joking to Ryan, and I thought it would be really funny if David Harbour had like immediately said, "I'm pretty sure that we're rolling it all out at Comic Con," um, <laughs> oh, and and like the same time, Kevin Feige said, "We're we're not saying if we're going to Comic Con or not." Just like, oh god, David, David, <laughs> shut up. Uh, fortunately, that did that's not how far this went, but uh, he's definitely talking some stuff. Yeah, um, uh, it's cool to know. Uh, jumping back, it's cool to know that they do have a five year plan in place. Yeah, that that's major, especially I'm, if you think about the fact that like they have recently been trying to pump out three. Yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe films a year. Yeah. If that r- track keeps up, let's just say three at best, then that's fifteen Marvel films ahead over the next five years. Oh my god! Yeah, I believe it. That's, I mean, like we're all comic people. Like, yeah. think of all the characters we still haven't seen who who can be in team movies, who can get their solo movies. All the characters yeah, yeah. we just got from Fox. Like, yeah, yeah. It's oh, yeah. it's man. They they. But don't... it's like, but it's like, it's so crazy. all the ones that we we think are happening or are reported, yeah, barely barely even scratches the surface. That's like the first two up. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, I, I think may really not cool. be, this may not be the darkest hi- timeline after all. So yeah, uh, real quick. Black Widow, shooting soon. Shang-Chi, we don't know much about. Black Panther 2, we don't know much about. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, that movie just came out. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, that's on hold until <laughs> Suicide Squad's done. Right. That's coming out, though. Right. Uh, Eternals is filming soon in August, I believe. If, if that is, in fact, what is happening. Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> they got to have movies come that's, out next that's year. What, that's uh-huh. what's being reported. Yeah. It sounds like Eternals, Doctor Strange 2, and Black Widow are our films next year. Yeah. Um, they got to have a plan. 
I wouldn't be surprised also if not long after Spider-Man Far From Home, we hear about a third Spider-Man film for 2021. Because I think they're going to want to pump out as much Spider-Man while he's, while he's young. young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Homecoming was 7, 2017. Mm-hmm. And then we yeah, were in 2019. And then we're in yeah. 2019. So and he did Avengers in between. Yeah. So they definitely can get another Spider-Man film out in 2021 and uh, end his high school career in a trilogy. Hell yeah. And then he becomes a professor... Or he becomes a college student. No, then he becomes a college student. Oh, yeah, he's got to grow up, I guess, first. Yeah. I'm just thinking 20 years. But it, I, I think that's great. I think they are going to try and really use Tom Holland pretty well over the next few years. They got, a, they got. Uh, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of those Marvel casting guys, they're they're all gifts. Yeah. Like, they, they lucked out on a lot of those casting They shows. really did. All right, guys, we made it to the juggernaut of news. Yeah. That, that's, that blew up the internet today. Oh. Today? Over the last week. Over the week. Whatever the hell's going on. I don't know. Disney Plus, oh, Disney yes, streaming Plus. service, yeah. gave us oh, all shiza. the shit. Yeah. All of it. All of and it. And we're here to go through almost all of it. God damn. So, launching November 12th, which is relatively soon. Two we, days, we knew it was coming this year. We, we were told it was going to come late uh, 2019, yeah. so here it is. Three days before my birthday. Yeah. Two days before Brandon's. Uh, the pricing. Two weeks before mine. Yeah, Boom. two weeks before yours. Oh, fuck, uh, four months before mine. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and there, is that a one? That's that's why I wanted yeah, to yeah, jump yeah. in on yeah. it too. Um, <laughs> the pricing, I I was still a firm believer it was going to be way more expensive because of what they're offering. Uh, no, I, I didn't think so. I, and they're genius not to because it's going to be six ninety nine, which means every person on the planet that's, is going to buy it. Exactly oh. why I thought it yeah. would happen. I'm like they they can go low because yeah. literally everybody will get it. It's like not that. Only that uh, Think about how many people are going to just go for the 70 a year just to save that $10 because they're like, I'm going to keep this. Why am yeah, I even? Because then it's like yeah. five bucks a year or something. I'm yeah, going to yeah. do 70 a year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the annual option is 70. Uh, the service will offer original films, TV series, and specials along with dozens of library titles from the big and small screens. Uh, Disney Plus will feature content, uh, original content, both uh, from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, and National Geographic. Ooh, Nat Geo! Which I forget that Nat Geographic was yeah. is technically owned by Disney. As I well. forgot. As Oz, The Simpsons, yes. and 20th Century Fox titles, including oh. Sound of Music and Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, they're they're currently playing pretty safe with like family friendly yeah. titles. I think that's what we're going to see for a while on Disney Plus. Yeah. Now, would you? I would argue The Simpsons isn't family friendly. I would um, argue that I, Simpsons is PG. I, I, ah, dude, that's well, it, well, stretching it to PG thirteen territory. I would say it's not Family Guy. It's no, it's, it's not, not. But it's, it's. I think it's definitely not PG. Simpsons has been sitting in technically family friendly entertainment for a while. That's why the Simpsons movie came out in a PG rating. So, yeah. But you, but you know what I mean. No, I hear you, but I mean, like, it lands just as PG as them having Malcolm in the middle on there. Yeah. You, you're you not the boss of me now. Yeah. So, I, I, I see where it's, like, it's not, like, child-friendly, but it no. is, like, you know, it's not a problem to have it on the service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like putting Alien up there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Disney princess. The Xenomorph Princess. Yeah. Xenomorph Queen, excuse you. So uh, Disney Plus will serve as the exclusive streaming home of Walt Disney Studio Films beginning in 2019 with the theatrical releases uh, of this year. Right. So things like Endgame. Everything that's coming out this year. Yeah. Dumbo, Captain Marvel, all of it. Does this mean they're off of Netflix, though? I don't... Yes. I, yeah? yeah? Okay. Yes. Um, wow, Netflix is uh, down. The Netflix, the Netflix Disney deal will end, I think, this summer. Um, and we'll see those titles disappearing off of Netflix, and then they will all Oof. be up on this the Disney, Disney service, service. In, the, in the fall. That's a that's a big old yeah. yikes for Netflix, man. Oh yeah. By the end of this of year one, so November 2019 to 2020, mm-hmm. uh, Disney Plus will house more than 7,500 episodes of television and 500 movies. Yeah. Um. Uh, by the way, quick note: while we were talking about The Simpsons, did you guys get to see that video? 
Yeah, with no. Rupert Murdoch. The, yeah, there's a great uh, the 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 Simpsons video where they're all standing outside the house. Yeah. They're like, we're we're happy to be part of the Disney family, and they all have to put on their mouse ear hats. Mm-hmm. And I, Rupert Murdoch's uh, 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 picture is in the trash. Yes, it's in the trash. And yeah. Bob Iger's back there with Darth Vader, and yep. the and Fox balloons are on the house, but then they're they're xed over. It's it's I did it's not really see, funny. I it didn't is see funny. this. Uh, we'll show it to you after the air. Um, all right. Yeah, they're bringing all thirty up all thirty seasons of the Simpsons Holy on launch. Yeah, to this service. So. Now we get into the part of the episode where every single rumor we ever talked about is, com- is coming true. Uh-huh. So first, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is set to drop the first year of the service. Yes. That means uh-huh. we're going to be seeing that it's show. It's going to be the first of the Marvel Studios yeah. shows. We can, we'll be seeing stuff about that show in a year or less, possibly. And we've seen the logo now. Yeah. That's yep. crazy to me. That's, that's nuts. Incredible. I, I take that to mean I'm pretty sure they're probably filming soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real soon. Hell, yeah. Because I definitely know it, it. It's not coming out in November. No. But I could definitely guarantee it's coming out. Like, I, I'm probably, guessing it's probably going to come out in like first February. Half. First half. Of I, I, bet, first I half. bet they'll stagnate it uh, in between Marvel Cinematic Film releases. 100%. And since we yeah. usually get a Marvel film around February now, yeah. uh, I imagine like April time we'll yeah. probably see. Maybe maybe, maybe February. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, next is uh, WandaVision. Not, not, <laughs> not the greatest not name. Not the greatest name. Uh <laughs> All one word, yeah. WandaVision. Uh, we don't know any info, info besides we know nothing it's except, confirmed. Except it's confirmed. And Loki. Loki is officially confirmed to have its own show. Yes. All right. uh, let's see. Rumors both, of are, those, both of those are expected for year two. Yes. Uh, rumors are swirling that there will be eventually a Hawkeye series on yeah, the, that's on the service. Yeah, happening this week. Uh, but of course, Jeremy Renner's not talking about it, of course. Nope. <laughs> yeah, he's playing coy, and so is Marvel Studios, but I, I think it's... Honestly, I think it'd be dumb not to. Yeah, especially um, uh, the news of uh, it having Kate Bishop. Yes, who, it's supposedly going to have Kate Bishop. That'd in be it. fantastic. Yeah, man, if they just make Matt Fraction's Hawkeye book into like a television show, you got gold, dude. That's you what people gold. have wanted for you Hawkeye the whole time. Yeah, so he's, and as much as I I rag on Age of Ultron, they get Hawkeye right, where he's a yeah. regular dude. To, oh yeah. To be honest, yeah. the Hawkeye series, I feel makes more sense than. All three of the others to an extent. I it's agree. been m- desired by the fans for so long. I I'd be shocked if this wasn't true. Yeah. Uh, next we got man another crazy one that I'm just in love with. Marvel's What If Studio uh, series, his animated series, yes, is officially confirmed. Yes. And the first episode uh, will be about Peggy Carter taking the Super Soldier Serum instead of Captain America. Excuse Steve Rogers. I also read that Steve Rogers is going to be wearing a a Howard Stark built suit for him so he can fight in the battle. Because he's still a scrawny boy, mm. that's awesome. Huh. Yeah, uh, this is, and and the the the, the news is like, uh, hey, uh, Peggy Carter, Peggy Carter, uh, Haley Atwell will be voicing Peggy Carter in the show. Other returning cast members will be in it. Yeah, they're saying they're gonna get the voice talent from the films. Yeah, for um, the show. It's that's... not confirmed if Chris Chris Evans will come back. I'm pretty sure he will. Uh, I I can definitely see him maybe skipping the first one and coming back for a second one, but I definitely see the Marvel Avengers appearing in this animated show at yeah. some point. Because uh, it's, it's just voice acting, man. doesn't take that much time. What else we got? Oh, my God. Marvel's 616. An anthological? Is that uh, also, that? real quick, so the What If show, yeah. it's it's supposed to drop year one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're year yeah. one of the service. Man, we're getting a lot of good stuff. So did I say that right? An anth- uh, so it's an anthology show. but It's anth- an anthological. Anthological, okay. An anthological uh, series in partnership with Super Club that explores the intersections. Uh, a documentary series, just to be clear. Documentary series. There you go. Yeah. That explores the intersections between Marvel's rich legacy of stories, characters, and creators 
and the world outside your window. Your little indicator that popped up on the screen, Spark, scared me a little bit. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> Each documentary will dive into the rich historical, cultural, and societal there you go, context that has become inseparable from stories of the Marvel Universe. And that's coming out year one. That's coming out. Man, a lot of year one stuff. Yeah. Damn. So uh, another kind of documentary thing, Marvel's Hero Project. Uh, this series, produced by Marvel's new media in uh in partnership with Maggie Vision, reveals the remarkable positive change several young heroes are making in their own communities. These young heroes have dedicated their lives to selfless acts of bravery, kindness, and now Marvel celebrates them as true superheroes. I think that's really cool. And that's going to be at launch. That's going to be at launch. Yeah. So that's going to be a that's, show uh, like, like like showing kids being good people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's incredible. That's, that's a awesome. really awesome thing that, that they're doing and that Marvel's putting out yeah. and spearheading. A lot of great stuff coming to this service. And it's, we're only like scraping the scraping the beginning of it like it makes me feel like i not to rag at other things but i think of like like man that apple tv one it's like yeah good luck nothing for me yeah, yeah. Good luck. nothing for me nothing for apple tv but if you've got if you if you are like cbs all access right now with only you know the star trek show and twilight, and zone. twilight zone or the apple tv show or something like that where it's like you got one or two things that really got my attention but this has everything so much because man it's our it's our bread and butter i mean yeah. dis- i mean i remember hearing this rumor i don't know if it's 100 percent true or not but they did say i remember somewhere someone said that the disney plus is gonna have every animated film they ever made supposedly it will eventually get there but that's not been a 100 confirmed yet yeah but even with I wouldn't that vault locked shut. But even with mo- if they have most of their animated films up there, I, I want to see Black Cauldron up there. If it has, I want to see them have oh. the balls to do it. You know what? Jesus. If it has Black Cauldron up there, I well, I would be that. I would, all right. Good on you, Disney. What if it has Song of the South? Whoopi Goldberg isn't she the one who made some point about that one? She's one she yeah, is, she's yeah. been she's been pushing for that for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I that they won't. Maybe I one know, day. That's 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 in a vault inside a vault inside of the other vault. <laughs> yeah, right? I think I think that some, is deep in the some vault. Some conversational stuff would have to happen for that. All right, guys. Yeah. So this is the real reason we're all going to get Disney Plus: the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so this this series was actually announced a little while ago, yeah, yeah. and it was uh, something National Geographic was wanting to do anyway. And now, because National Geographic's part of Disney, it's it's a Disney Plus show. Sounds good to me. So through the prism of Jeff Goldblum's always inquisitive and highly entertaining mind, nothing as nothing is as it seems in this new series. Each episode is centered around something we all love, like sneakers or ice cream. As Jeff pulls the thread on these deceptively familiar objects and unravels a wonderful world of astonishing connections, fascinating science and history, amazing people, and a whole lot of surprising big ideas and insights. This this sounds like if Jeff Goldblum was doing a show where he wanted to be Mr. Rogers and Bill Nye at the same time. It sounds time. to me like he's doing Anthony Bourdain at, through Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, hey, man, I'm just traveling the world, having a good, good, but, a good, but good like time. But the demeanor of it is yeah. going to be like Mr. Rogers. The kind of like deep dive into the, the intricacies and science of it is going to be Bill Nye-esque. Uh, oh, 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 wow. Oh, wow. Those sneakers are, are amazing. Yeah. That's my terrible impression I love it. of uh, Jeff Goldblum. That's available uh, at launch. My my I, Jeff Goldblum impression? No no no, the world according <laughs> to Jeff oh, Goldblum. Yeah. Man, I cannot wait to get this now. I'm I'm so stoked for this. All right, so another one I'm um, pretty stoked for. Uh, after you told me about it, is uh, it, it's untitled, but it's an untitled Walt Disney Imagineering documentary series. This yes. I want to see. Yeah, this documentary series chronicles the 65 plus years of Walt Disney Imagineering with uh, parallel storylines of the people, the craft, and the business. Uh, created by Academy Award and Emmy nominated director and producer Leslie Ewerks. Series include uh, series include exclusive interviews and never before seen footage from Disney parks around the world. Okay, available at launch. Hell yeah! All right, I'm really excited for this because back when I when I was Disney pass holder a few years ago, 
I was really into like the history of Disneyland and all the other Disney parks. Like my friends for my birthday would buy me like, hey, this is an Imagineering guide to Disneyland, or hey, this is like this is the whole like the the history of uh, Disneyland until they you know they change it again. Yeah, yeah. So seeing that, um, seeing this is gonna come out, I'm like, all right, I'm I can dig it. Because I can, re- I really appreciate what goes the work that goes into the theme parks and how they make it work and yeah. how they essentially suspend your disbelief for like a good hour and a half or whatever. Hundred percent. And I'm a, I definitely love seeing old footage. Oh yeah. yeah. Like this is a weird thing, but like in the Iron Man movies when they have Howard Stark, like that's what I imagine this is going to be. Yes. Just like, but it's real. Yeah, because that's based off the yeah. old Disneyland TV show. And stuff I, with uh, and I haven't, I because I haven't done any real deep dives myself into Disney. So yeah. like having an actual series for me. Like chronicles all that. I'm like, man, this is right up my alley. Sure, I love that shit. That's awesome. Speaking of cool stuff, what else have we got? Oh yeah, Forky asks a question. Uh, okay. I why Forky's got a show. I don't know nothing about him yet. I, right. I'm no. just saying that that's a thing. So okay, this is great. Okay, I didn't read this from uh, Disney and Pixar's Toy Story Four. Uh, Forky asks a question: Is a project creator from trash? That actually what more, it says. Just, there's more. No, there's more. So he has important questions about how the world works, such as what is love, what is time, and of course, the deepest question of all, what is cheese? Oh, he's speaking to me. He explores all of these questions and more in a series of ten shorts uh, available at launch. Yep. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, that's a. Uh, I need to see the movie before I yeah. give. I give my. If Pixar time. invested the time in it, I bet it'll be quality on some level. Yeah, I guess. All right, I believe it's you. Pixar. It no, is, you're right. Yeah, that they have a they have a standard. Oh, uh, Sparks! This, did you make this one? Spark shorts? Yes. For you? Uh, totally, one hundred percent. It's uh, me. Disney Plus will be the exclusive home of Spark Shorts, the Pixar Animation Studios short film series designed to explore new storytellers and explore new storytelling techniques from across the studio. Oh, are those those YouTube videos? Yes, where that's they're what a little we've bit been more watching. Mature. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit more sure Pixar. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I can get down to that. Oh my god, there's a lot of good stuff, oh, man. And oh my god, six ninety nine. It's only seven bucks a year, Sorry, or seven bucks. bucks a month. And we're like, and again, we're only we're selecting even, out a few. Yeah. Jeebus. Um, lamp life. What's this one? Ooh. Yeah. Do you uh, want me to take it? Yeah, sure. You okay, know, so uh, Bo Peep makes a big comeback in Disney and Pixar's Toy Story 4, and here she's leading the way in an all new animated short film, finally answering the questions about where she's been since her. Time in Toy Story 2. This is her Marvel TV show. And this is dropping in year one. It's going to be an animated short film, so not a short, oh, okay. but an animated short film. Okay, so like 30 minutes, 20 minutes? Like an Olaf one? Probably, something okay. like that. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, this next month. Mo- oh, boy. Monsters at Work. Monsters oh, at Work. Okay. Uh, so this is a sequel to Monsters, Inc. Yes. And it's going to have the voice talents of Mr. John Goodman. John awesome. Ratzenberger, cool. Billy Crystal, yep. Bob Peterson, and awesome. Jennifer Tilly. Nice. They're yes. all coming back to that show. That's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. a whole lot, yeah. a whole lot of main cast actors returning. Unfortunately, this means our our good friend Chris Swindle is in fact not voicing Sully like we yeah. were guessing when we were doing the interview. That's Aww. a shame. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, we didn't want the White Glove of Disney to come down and swoop them up. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Let's see. Um. This animated series from Disney Television uh, picks up six oh, six months after the events of Monsters, Inc. and follows Tyler Tuskman, an eager and talented young mechanic who works uh, on the Monsters, Inc. facilities team, but dreams of working his way up to, this, to the laugh floor. <gasps> laugh floor? Well, yeah, yeah it's a sequel that, to Inc. No, yeah. I know. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the movie, they're just like, hey, we don't scare people anymore. It's like in a, oh, wait, you haven't played the game yet. Never mind. Yeah, don't yeah. don't you dare King of Hearts me. <laughs> um, let's see. There's a whole lot of new cast members. A whole lot of new cast members. We got <gasps> Ben Feldman, Kelly Marie Tran, Henry Winkler, whoa, whoa, Lucas whoa. Neff. Kelly Marie Tran? Sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, dog. Lucas Neff, Alana Ubach. Ubach? 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 
and Stephen Stanton. Yeah. Hell yeah. I am really excited that um, Henry Winkler and Kelly Marie Tran and Lucas Neff are joining. Yeah. Really love all three of those. Uh, Henry Winkler just got a Emmy for Barry. Yes. So, uh, uh, if you're not familiar with Lucas Neff, he was the lead actor in Raising Hope. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the, okay. I watched the first season of that show. It's charming. Yeah. I didn't watch yeah. the first season, but it, they would put reruns on at work, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know who he is. Okay. How do I? Oh, I got to get back to this thing. Okay. There we go. Oh, this one's dope. Encore. So, guys, this is executive producer Kristen Bell brings together former castmates of a high school musical and tasks them with recreating their original performance in a high school re- reunion like no other. Uh, that sounds pretty cool to me. Yes. That okay. sounds like a sound fun, cool. a super fun reality show, like 10 years yeah. later, get yeah. the gang back and together. And Kristen Bell doing it, that's really great. Yeah. And uh, it's like a reality show where Zac Efron is playing his character from, from a high school musical, or is it really- No, 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 no. no. real life. Like, like oh. if you ben, the did high school musical, musical in a high school. Uh-huh. 10 years later, she, she's getting the band back together for oh. you, and you Like perform. real people's yeah. high schools, oh. and they have to get back together and recreate the show they made like de- a decade or so yeah. ago. Oh! Yeah. It, so it's oh it's a real life reality God. show, yeah. I think this sounds awesome. So for oh, example, man. Ben, like when I was in high school, I was in Fiddler on the Roof. It would be like if I was so asked was I. with all of my high school cast buddies <laughs> to do Fiddler on the Roof again. Oh my God! I, I now if you had all the money in the world, yeah, you'd be a wealthy girl. That's sorry, that's Gwen Stefani, not Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, what do we got next, my man? We already went through the world of Jeff Goldblum. Why are you back? Just two Jeff Goldblums on here. That's crazy. Oh, my apologies. That's cool, baby. More Jeff Goldblum. I love it. Um, I think that's it for. Yeah, there's there. That's the regular Marvel Disney stuff. That's some of the co- stuff we wanted to talk about for Disney Plus. There's uh, sounds like a lot of cool stuff that we know now. It sounds really great. Uh, I'm absolutely. We're gonna definitely pick that up. Oh yeah, we're we're both Disney shows. Hundred percent. So and that, Marvel shills and Marvel shills. Uh, so that's it. That's no more Disney talk. Not the rest to, of this not week. to even touch on the Star Wars stuff. Oh, there was Star Wars stuff this week. Oh, there's totally no. But I mean, like on the Disney Plus service. No, I know. Like why we're gonna want it? So here we uh, go. Continuing uh, Disney's uh, uh, takeover of the entire world. Mm-hmm. Star Wars celebration happened in Chicago. In Chicago, murder capital of the, of the uh, United States. But that's not the point. So. Marvel announced the new Star Wars creative team for Star Wars, the regular comic, uh, and it is Greg Pak and Phil Noto. <gasps> Phil Noto's my boy. Greg yeah. Pak? You guys oh. know how much, and Greg Pak's great, but Phil Noto is my boy. Yeah. Uh, so that's super exciting. But there's tons of new books coming out, focusing on Ray, Finn, and more. Uh, Star Wars Age of Resistance is what it's called, and it's going to consist of nine, oh God, nine one-off special issues focusing on characters from the new trilogy of movies in July. So that's going to be nine one-shots. Yes. That's still okay. not bad. That's there's not there's bad. still more news to come. Oh yeah. Um let's see. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm losing it here. There's too much writing. Uh all of these uh issues will be written by X Men, Red and Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man's Tom Taylor. Oh god, Tom Taylor's so good. He did Justice. Oh, Tom oh Taylor god, wrote yes. Injustice, yeah. Yes. Yep. Um and Spotlight, one of the characters from the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. Uh the ninth issue, Star Wars Age of Resistance Special. We'll feature three story. Oh my God, this is too many stories. We'll feature three stories written by Taylor G. Willow Wilson and Chris Iliopoulos. No relation to me. Centering on Admiral <laughs> Holdo, Miles Kanata, and BB-8, respectively. Uh, yeah, man. Star Wars. The comics have been good for years. Yeah, they keep launching miniseries, and most of them are pretty good that I've read. That's awesome. Uh, more, more, please. Uh, is that it for the Star Wars comic stuff? Nope, that, there's more. Do you Shit. want me to take over? Yeah, go ahead. So cover artwork by Phil Noto for five of the eight spotlight issues of the series was unveiled during yeah. the panel, um, and that revealed a lot of the titles. So Star Wars Age of Resistance, Finn, Captain Phasma, both due out in July, mm-hmm. Rey, uh, Poe, and Hux. 
uh, undated but likely scheduled for an August release. Mm -hmm. Joining Taylor on the issues focusing on heroes is artist Ramon Rosanas with Leonard Kirk illustrating the villain issues. Hell yeah. Phil Noda artwork was also showcased in artwork for upcoming issues of Marvel's core Star Wars comic book with the news that writer Greg Pak would be taking over the series with July's 68th issue. Oh my god, 69 Noda issues. will provide interior artwork as well as covers for the series beginning with Pak's first issue. Hell yeah. And the storyline will split the central heroes of the original trilogy into three pairings, each one allowing Pak to tell a different genre of story. Luke and R2-D2 will feature in a Western-inspired story, while Han and Leia will have a noir-style tale that Pack characterized as kind of smoky and sexy. Yeah, I'm into that. I, uh, Good I don't, stuff. Yeah, I don't... I When Star Wars first launched, I was picking up every single book. Yeah. And then yeah. they started releasing more books, right. and I had to drop them. But uh, they've consistently been at least of good quality. Right. Um, so I'll definitely, uh, I'll, I'll probably pick up a couple of these. Yes. Is that it for the comic stuff? That's it for the comics. Cool. So, let's see. Oh, I'm going to scroll past this bad boy. We have some films to talk about, my men. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy. Kathleen Kennedy told The Hollywood Reporter that she's been working with directors David Benioff, who wrote the movie Troy, by the way. He did. D.B. Weiss and Ryan Johnson to plot out an entirely new saga that will unfold over the next decade. And two of those people are involved in another saga that is starting to end tonight. Oh, The North Remembers. The North Remembers. Uh, so this movie that, they're, that she's talking about is a culmination... Excuse me, what? So this movie that we're talking about is a culmination of the Skywalker saga. I think that's Rise of the Skywalkers. Yes. Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Uh, which we'll talk about later. Right. Uh, it's by no means the culmination of Star Wars, says Kennedy. I'm sitting down now with, with uh, Ryan Johnson. We've all been sitting down you know, with Benioff and Wise to talk about it. What do we do next? We've all had the conversation about the possibilities. Where do we go? We're just locking it down. Uh, so yeah, we're just they're just and like Kevin is, Feige. They got a they got a plan. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're they're looking at the next saga and not just another trilogy. They're looking for the next ten years or yeah. or more. Uh, that's crazy. I talk. have a, I honestly correct me if I'm wrong here. I have a feeling after nine they're going to take a more Marvel Cinematic Universe approach where they'll do in the there's not going to be another ten for all, there's not going to be episode ten for a long time. There'll be a lot of side stuff and then maybe a weird joining together movie. Mm. Mm. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Especially like, you know, when is it taking place? Are we going post nine? Are we going pre one? Where are we? Who knows? We better because I'm f I am tired. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm we'll talk about th the other stuff that's been announced, which I'm excited for. Right. But I think kind of like Brandon, I want to see stuff that we just haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, so I'm give me stuff after nine before. Right. Uh, give me that to the Republic. That's that's what we want. <laughs> Can we have that, please? Speaking of uh, things we want. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Do, 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 do. Filoni, Dave Filoni, revealed that Clone Wars will go out on one of its most ambitious story arcs yet, as we know, because uh, Star Wars Clone Wars is coming back, yeah. which was the animated show. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it'll come back with its most ambitious story arc yet, as Darth Maul and Ahsoka Tano return in a conflict known as the Siege of Mandalore. Ooh. It appears that Season 7's 12 episodes will be divided amongst uh, three major storylines. That's kind of cool. Yes. I, I, we like when they do that, that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, the first will focus on an elite clone trooper, clone trooper squadron called the Bad Batch. Uh, these clones have genetically genetic abnormalities that give them more distinct personalities and appearances. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm excited for the Clone Wars, you guys. Uh, when the, when did you guys watch that in the last Netflix season? I didn't. Uh, yes, it's been a while though. I gotta go back. Was it good? Uh yeah, like I thought Clone Wars was solid the way through, so I just I watched it all except for the last season. Yeah, you should you should go back and check it out before this. Oh, um, I definitely will. And and uh the remainder of the season is yeah. supposed to revolve around Ahsoka. Yes. Um and kind of bridge between Clone Wars and ha where we see her when she shows up in Rebels. Ooh. Which already came out. 
Bridging um, the gaps. And so the second season, the second season seven story arc will focus on her as a fugitive as she returns to the bowels of Coruscant. Oh, this is awesome. Two sisters named Trace and Araba. At least some of the storyline will take place on the fabled level 1313. Hell yes. Which was to have been the setting of the canceled video game Star Wars 1313. Yep, yep, yep. And then finally the series will wrap up with a massive Siege of Mandalore storyline based on the footage screen at the panel. Ahsoka will be temporarily reuniting with Anakin to take part in the Republic's efforts to liberate Mandalore. We even see Captain Rex and his troopers decorating their armor in orange paint as tribute to their former commander. And of course we're going to get a follow up on what happened with Darth Maul and Palpatine which is where we left off in the Clone Wars originally, ah, 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 and uh, how that leads into him in, well, Rogue One and Rebels as well. Hell yeah. Um, I'm down for more Clone Wars. Totally. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, again, it's kind of it's weird it's coming back. but uh, it's, It is. It's super weird, but it's super great. Yeah, I'm definitely a, a fan. So this is the thing that I'm probably the most excited about, even more so than the movie we're going to talk about, uh, and that's The Mandalorian. Uh, so the Mandalorian is the show that's set between six and seven. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, that they, they've announced exactly when too. Yes. Yeah, so uh, at Star Wars Celebration 2019, executive producers John Favreau and Dave Filoni took the stage and showed off some very cool new footage that is a, a now leaked that I won't watch from their highly anticipated live action bounty hunter show Mandalorian. Uh, according to the Favs, as I call them, the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, like post Civil War. America in the West. Fa- oh, that's a good, oh. that's a good line. Post Civil War America, uh, Favreau and Filoni are excited to explore how the galaxy will establish new law and order, especially in the Outer Rim. Uh, yeah, it's gonna deal with bounty hunters. They're gonna explore new worlds, vehicles, aliens that we've never seen before. Pulling stuff in from Legends, the EU stuff. That's why I'm excited, baby. Oh, uh-huh. um, that's gonna be great. This just seems like, it seems like a space western, and it's exactly everything I wanted. All like the images that they showed look great. Um, who's in it? Freaking. Um, Clubber Lang, he, he's he's a uh, he's a big actor. He was in the Rocky movie. He's a Apollo Creed, whatever. Uh, he's yeah. he's a big actor and he's in the Mandalorian reveal. Right, right. And I'm really excited. I can't remember his name. Uh this show looks really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I cannot wait. Because uh, yeah. I they they released a few stills um on like Instagram and I saw it. Yeah. I'm like, it looks great. It looks so good. Yeah, and they they really want to explore like the seedy underbelly world. Bounty uh, hunters and everything. Yeah, uh, Taika Waititi's directing it. He's also voicing one of the characters. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's directing. Uh, Favs is directing. Like it's. It seems like we got a winner on the yeah, hands. What, yeah. a, what a crazy project it is. Speaking of another crazy project that at first I wasn't into. Uh, also, Mandalorian will be available when it launches in November. Day one. It'll oh, be damn. Right there. Day oh, one. Oh man. It's a day one. Damn, show. that show's got to be done then, right? Uh, They're working it, on it. At post? least pretty pretty close yeah. to finishing post, yeah. That's man. Uh Oh my, that's so exciting. Yeah, that that they plan for Mandalorian to be a launch title, so. Um Oh yeah, so the series that I uh, I'm kind of more into the more we talk about it, uh the the untitled Cassian Andor series. Now, we all remember Cassian Andor. He's no longer Who? alive. Uh the guy from Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. Uh which guy? Oh, yeah. Exactly my <laughs> point. Listen to our Rogue One review. So Diego Luna will reprise his role of Rebel spy casting Andor in this series set during the formative years of the Rebellion prior to the events of Rogue One. The rousing spy thriller will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to a galaxy in the grip of the Ruthless, ruthless Empire. Alan Tudyk will reprise his role as K2SO. Nice. That's, That's pretty awesome. dope. That's I love him. Uh, again, like... And that's timed for the second year. Second year, yeah. Um, I... Uh, I don't like again. Do we need a show? But again, do we need any show? Like, it, if it, the, the creative team behind it's pretty cool, sure. I like that actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see. Like, I, I just, this is me, my Rogue One opinion coming into it. So, like, 
it's not the same people behind Rogue One, so I'll probably I might like it more. Right. So we'll. So uh, the final is that the final Star Wars thing? The final of uh, I was gonna say D twenty three. The final of Star Wars celebration news is uh, uh, Je- without talking about the big one. Yes. Uh, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> uh, is Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order, which okay. is a new uh, single player only multiplayer game developed by Respawn, the creators of Titanfall and Apex Legends. What'd you guys think? Yo, I'm I'm stoked, but I mean I've been waiting for a Star Wars game like this since 1313 was canceled. Yeah. So, it's about it's about time. So, Battlefront 2 still ha- I still have a bad taste from EA's F up of Battlefront 2. Uh I know yeah. well, right before we started recording this, Ryan you straight up told me it's like these guys, a Respawn Games, they do the EA leaves them alone. They don't touch their stuff because they've done Titanfall, and Titanfall is really is very well received. Apex Legends is also yeah. very well received. We've played some of it, and I really enjoy it. The worst it. thing that uh, EA has ever done to uh, Respawn is they they mismarketed Titanfall 2, and they put it between Battlefield and Call of Duty. So the game did not sell, and it, and it died. But uh, That but, game's incredible, though. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. after the whole debacle with, Star- with uh, Battlefront 2, Disney stepped in and said, okay... You need to stop messing it up. Yeah, Disney, the the company of <laughs> Disney, like, hey guys, I know EA owns this property, but you're like ruining our image. So can you please fix your shit? Yeah. And then they did, and now the game, believe it or not, it's actually in really good shape. They keep adding stuff. They just added this new conquest mode where you can go from space to ground battles. Uh, it's it's eventually I'm gonna I'm gonna replay it because it's I, it's got Grievous now. And just I'm with that, I, that. Right. I should probably replay it. But it's one of those things where I see where I saw an EA logo. Oh yeah. And I just go. Oh, it gives you it, no. it, it triggers you. No, I feel yeah, you. it hurts. Yeah. But seeing the trailer, it, the trailer looks good. Yeah. Now I'm not definitely not gonna go out and start pre-ordering it right away. No, no. But if it's gonna stay as a single-player massive game, I am hopeful. But I am still gonna be. I'm gonna wait until I hear reviews. Yeah, if yeah. Everyone that I know that I that I know and trust says you need to play this game. This is one of the this is one of the best Star Wars games we played. Then I will probably pick it up. Oh, baby, but, I'll, I'll let you know because I'm gonna buy it immediately. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a single player game <laughs> with no multiplayer elements or microtransactions. The story falls on the timeline of Star Wars canon shortly after Revenge of the Sith. So, you know, we saw the Order sixty six thing yeah. in the Yes. I mean, yes. so far everything he is a, everything you just said, Ryan. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. It's uh, it's Cameron Monaghan. Yeah. Um, who you may know as the Joker on Gotham. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, he's also I know him better from Shameless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know from Shameless as well. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he's playing the lead. And he's he a, survived he's a Jedi who survived Order 66. I think my favorite moment in that whole trailer, uh, which we're, we're kind of talking about. So we might as well just talk about the trailer, yeah. but even though we're not quite in trailer talk, um, we'll, we'll talk about what we saw. Uh, my favorite moment is when he's got his buddy on the, on the thing and he falls and it's like, don't reach out. And the little probe droid is yeah. right there watching. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, but you gotta... And uh, a Jedi, and, that, and his friend is like falling into yeah, what yeah. looks like a sarlacc, but it's not. It looks, it looks like, like a thing with. I teeth. think he's just. I think he's they're, just falling. They're just into like a, scrappers, like yeah, like I Ray think He's is. just falling yeah. into like a broken ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're mining or something, and then no, I falls. saw what he was falling into. It looked like it had teeth. Uh, it could be like I'd have a to machine. Watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, p- uh, players will use their Jedi training to create different melee combinations with an innovative lightsaber combat system and force abilities. Let me tell you guys because I haven't told you this part yet. This is what excited me the most. They said it's Star Wars Dark Souls. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be a hard combat game. I'm good. Right. With lightsabers. I'm good that, that. That that's made my so dick awesome. hard. And that sounds that's uh, that's really grotesque, <laughs> but I need you guys to know how excited I am when I hear that there's going to be a Star Wars Dark Souls game nah, made stop. by the guys who made Titanfall. It's like stop, Ryan can only be so erect. So so this is going to transition us into our trailer talk. So uh <laughs> 
we uh, this I think Jedi Fallen Order. I think the trailer's fine. It's everything behind the scenes that gets me way more excited. Uh, and we we saw the character. I forget the name, but the character is introduced Ooh. from the comics. Yeah. So um. Oh, Charles Soule created uh, the Purge Troopers. There we saw. go. And then there's a man. I wish I. I don't think her I'll, name's. I'll, I'll pull it up. Yeah, uh, <clears> but there's <throat> a there's a uh, uh, Empire character who's introduced in the Star Wars comics in the Darth Vader comic uh, that is now canon. I mean, the comics are canon, but it's like they're using stuff from the comics in the games, and that's really really cool. And I love when they do that shit. This is the second time they use co- stuff from the comics in the games. What was the uh, what was the first one? Ba- uh, Battlefront Two. Okay. Yeah, uh, Battlefront Two has the um, the the clone the Emperor's. The image dr- on the, the droid. Oh, you're droid right. Thing. That's Where it's right. like, hey, go and gas these planets yeah, yeah. so I could... Uh... Oh, so you played the Battlefront 2 campaign, right? Of course I have. Did you play the DLC? That's 20 years later. Yeah. Oh, uh, you did? So Char- Charles okay. Soul yeah, uh, created okay, cool. the character called the Second Sister. There you go, Second Sister. Um, one of the Inquisitors tasked with hunting down surviving Jedi in the days after the Emperor initiated Order 66. Hell yeah. And that's that's who we see, and I, I love that we're seeing all this stuff. That's really yeah. great. And... They're not, and like they didn't show any gameplay because they want you to know, guys. Listen, we know this is exactly we want. We know you want a single player only focused narrative Star Wars game. Yeah, and it's taken us a long time to get there. And I'm sorry, we apologize. We're here. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Respawn. But also, I'm really. I'm actually kind of happy because it. Um, this is, takes place by between uh, uh three and four. With a Jedi on the run. I'm sorry, I said six and seven. I meant three and four. Yeah, yeah I, I apologize. I, I figure what you, you did mean. say after Revenge of the Sith earlier. Yeah, okay. yeah. three but, and four. Oh, because yeah, you have to remember, not all the Jedi could have been wiped out. That's that's the period I want to see the most. Right, is like, yo, man, the Empire's taken over. How do people just like accept that? Like, how do the Jedi can how how do they survive? How those who did live? Uh, spoilers, they don't. Well, so <laughs> so uh, that's the first bit of Star Wars trailer talk we got. Yep. Why don't we move on to a little bit of news uh, that also happened? Uh, it's called uh, what the hell is it called again? <laughs> Uh, rise Star of the Wars Enforcers. Episode nine, rise of the Skywalker. Hell yeah, guys! So the let me rise talk, of Skywalker. Here's my theory. Here's the best theory I found online. So Ray is a clone of Palpatine, and Luke didn't actually die. And Luke's gonna come back, and he's gonna fight Palpatine, who's possessed Ray's body. Goodness, that's just one of the dumb theories I read about this movie. Today. Right, sure. Uh, I just want to hear what you guys have to think because I think a lot of people are taking Rise of Skywalker with complete face value. Are we talking just like the the title alone? Yeah, well, well that's when you see that. Sure. It 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 causes a lot of problems for a lot of people. But I think it's because they're looking at it at face value. Yeah. Instead of reading into what it's actually saying. Right? Uh-huh. Sparks, did you want to go first? Because I have a thing. Listen, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. What's next? You got to rise. I get it. Yeah. I, 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 nothing about the title bothered me when oh, no, I yeah, initially I'm just like, saw it or anything. Like, it's, people are to just me, going crazy to me. Especially because they've been stressing that they want this to feel like a conclusion of specifically the Skywalker saga. Which is the all the movies. Yeah, uh, it rise. It, I I think that I I've seen it thought around, and I'm like I that's I think it's too early to necessarily predict exactly why the movie's called that. Um, I don't think it's even that important, honestly. But um, somebody's been saying that this is related to Luke's uh actions at the end. The fact that the kids were playing the with the toys and making reenacting Luke standing up to the First Order. Mm-hmm. That's the rise of Skywalker. It's his legend yeah. spreading across the galaxy I, and, and inspiring the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I 100% agree. And uh, I don't necessarily think it's like Skywalker equals the new word for Jedi. Right. But I think it's going to replace it. Because he mm. was the last Jedi, and then Skywalker becomes whatever the Force now is no, after. Because he says, I'm not going to be the last Jedi at the end of Blessed Jedi. Yeah. He straight up oh, says that. Oh, so like generations later, people will be like, oh man, that one's a Skywalker. Yeah. 
I think Skywalker is going to be like the new word for Jedi. Hmm. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like that. But what I was thinking is that when it says Rise of Skywalker, I'm thinking because Rey is only known as Rey, she's going to take the name Skywalker. As in, she'll be like, I'm not. She's not blood related to him, but the Skywalker name travels throughout the galaxy. That she's like, no, I'm going to bring honor to the Skywalker name again. So I will take up the. I I don't have a name. And she doesn't have a last name. So I'm thinking by Rise of Skywalker, it's her going up to the getting to reaching the level of master that Luke was, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna take your name. I'm gonna take your name because I don't have one. I'm only known as Ray. Ray so, Snow. Yeah, she, or Ray. I Sa- think, or Ray I think that's actually that's that's pretty cool because yeah. I mean, like that would that would really piss off Kylo. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, that because oh uh, yeah. he because he rejected his name of Benjamin Solo mm-hmm. or Ben Solo. Bad. She's gonna be like, "My name is Ray Skywalker," and she'll take on her own name. He's like, "You do not deserve that name." And then they'll have their epic fight. That is what I think that means. I, d- I didn't consider that. I like that. I like both of your ideas more than mine. Um, it's just I've seen so many theories. I'm like, what makes the most sense? Like. Like again, like the whole thing of like let the past die, kill it. Like I now know, I now know that's not the point of the movie. The that's the point of the bad guy's motivations. Yeah, right. The, this is my favorite thing that I read on, on the internet. Who people who still think that Kylo Ren was defeated by a literal ghost of his past, literally a ghost. Yeah, that's the whole point that he was wrong. You got to accept the past. Uh huh. That's why when we talk about the Emperor coming back, I am okay with this trailer. I quite like this trailer. Um, if we're gonna get a safer ending to the franchise than a potential misfire, I'm okay with it. Sure. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. when you yeah. get J.J. coming back, we've Sparks, we've talked about this a lot. Yes. But like for the people listening, Force Awakens is a safe movie. That does not mean it's a bad movie. I think that movie is great for what it is. Sure. For what it's trying to be. Yeah. And when you have to close a nine-issue, nine-picture arc, yeah. th- when you have to include everything... You might have to get a little safe. So uh, when we were talking about, because I hadn't considered it when the trailer dropped, is you were talking about that you think Ray and Kylo are doing training together. Of some kind. Uh, at the beginning it of just the doesn't trailer. Seem like... And I, I understand yeah. where that's coming from. It's yeah. not what I saw until you brought it up. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, I just don't want that. I, I don't, don't either. Want, I don't, the, my number one thing is like, I don't necessarily mind a safe movie, but I don't want them to undo the fact that Kylo Ren is the most interesting villain now 100%. that we've ever had in Star Wars because he is a, a person who's against all of it i can argue he's, he's too one emotional of the most he's erratic in, yeah and he wants to destroy everything he's pro he is the most interesting and well-developed of the new characters honestly 100%. and if they're going to undo that to have him be a good guy who's got to fight a new bad palpatine i'm 100 percent uh bored i am too now, yeah now my thing so what i'm not taking this because this is just a teaser trailer even with force awakens they they did a misdirect they you saw you saw finn you thought he was gonna be the main character and ray was gonna be the side character when you first saw that trailer turns out it was ray the whole time and finn was the side character this i'm like everyone is compent is not not to say you are sparks but everyone's bitching and moaning about the palpatine's laugh everyone that i know is talking about that i'm thinking yeah. like when luke said no one's truly gone it's force ghost it's Palpatine, that was like the reason they put in Palpatine. is like, hey, he's in this movie. He's still dead. Right. But, but you know what scares that, me, Ben? What? We see the Death Star, too, though. We see a destroyed Death Star. Yeah, you been... know where Palpatine was mur- murdered? On the Death Star. Yeah, it could have just been in like parts of the uh, Death Star wreckage that I, just landed on that planet. Like, we don't yeah, know. I, I 100% yeah. agree with you that I'd like, like optimistically, I want to believe that he is just a Force ghost and that's the that's the extent of his involvement. Yeah. Um, my my problem comes in with what Ryan well pointed out that the beginning does look like it could be Kylo and Ray training together, and if they are training together, that implies so. a villain, 
of a more I I agree with you. Yeah. I'd like to not read that, but I can totally understand ben, where that reading's from. So remember in Guardians of the Galaxy two, yeah, when Gamora is chilling on the planet, and then uh-huh. uh, and then Nebula has the ship and comes and starts immediately shooting at her, right? And 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 uh, Gamora's running away for her life, and you see the fear. Like I don't like I don't want to get shot. In this shot, Kylo's not shooting at her. She is not running for her life. She is poised. She is. She turns. She's not looking at her enemy who can shoot at her at any moment. How do we she know that's prepared. Kylo, though? We only see the gloves. That's great. That's a, that's a very good point. We only see the gloves. Yeah. It could be Poe. Poe could have stolen his ship. Just as a, like a it's big a tie interceptor. Thing. That's Kylo's it is, ship. That is Kylo. That is. It's yeah. technically I, a, a tie silent. They call it the silencer. Ooh. But we only see the gloves. You're right. No, and I agree. I'm willing to bet that either Finn or Poe stole that ship. And then she's like, "All right, let's do some." It's like right before the final fight where they start training. Because we only see the gloves, and I'm willing to bet money that, because if it is Kylo and Ray training together, damn it, I want Kylo and Ray to, to fight each other, but I'm also kind of hoping that the gloves like throw us off. It's like you think it's Kylo, yeah, you want to say it's Kylo, but it's not really Kylo. It's and that's Kylo. the thing, like, I, Disney specifically is really good at um, uh, misdirect. Mis- misdirect they have marketing. been they have been with Star Wars, especially. I could cite Last Jedi where uh, they made it look like it was. Um, Kylo and Ray talking to each other when she said the line, uh, I need someone to show me my place and all this, and then he 100%. holds his hand out for her, but they're two different moments. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that they can be deceptive in everything. Uh, but what, it's J.J. Abrams and, and, and Here's thing. fundamentally what it is. Uh, I'm okay with the fact, and I'd like to really believe this, that this trailer is mostly made for the fans who were shunned away because of Less Jedi, because I they agree. didn't like it. And this is the trailer trying to get them back on board. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I just don't want the narrative of this film to be like, hey, remember how we said like like new is good and, and you don't need to hold on to everything in the past? Never mind. That's what I don't want. I don't want this film to do that, and especially I don't want it to do it through Kylo. Yeah. That's yeah. 100% not the choice I want. And, and oh man. Because it could, unfortunately, retroactively make Last Jedi upsetting. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. because because uh, as we've discussed before, they they don't have a plan for this tr- for this trilogy, right? So every new person who comes on, it's like it's again their own take. But this time, the first person is now the third person as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, now here's the thing: where if it was a different franchise, I might I might uh, fight it more. But uh, Star Wars is not a it's not a plot uh, story; it's a character story, right? And if it, it's all about poetry. That's whole George Lucas's whole thing. You know, Anakin uh-huh. was good, became uh-huh. bad. Yep. Luke, all that shit. It's all about poetry. I, I, if Kylo ends up being redeemed, it's not what I want. But in terms of what Star Wars is and who right, right, his right. family is, I, uh, if it's done well, I won't hate it. Yeah, yeah. And you and I talked about that yeah. too. And I said that like that's fine. I don't have a problem with him being redeemed by the end of the movie. But it shouldn't be a. There should not be a point in the film where like. He's training with Ray, yeah. kind of redemption. That's not the redemption yeah. I, I want to be seeing. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like it's if <clears throat> I'm stuttering here. Sorry. You're good. If he was to be redeemed, it'd be in the way Vader was redeemed at the end of Return. That's of Jedi. that's what 100%. I'd like. I'd prefer if they're gonna like pull that, that. It would be, it would be something about how like he puts his helmet on or something, which I don't like. That's the one big thing that he's rebuilding it. Yeah. I hate that he's rebuilding his helmet because one of the things about hey, let the past die. He smashes his helmet. And I like that. I like that a lot. But then he's fixing. I was like, no, don't do that. Why? Yeah. But um, if that happens, it could be one of those things where he re- where he recites what Vader said to Luke at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Is like, I want for once, let me see with my own with my own eyes. Yeah, and I I love that moment. In, in that's one of the best. Of Jedi, yeah. That's a great moment. I'm hoping he just looks at Ray and says, you know, yeah, I'm I'm about to die. I've done spat there. 
this is it for me. I'm done. Man, again though, like, I like I'm so specifically because this is episode nine. It's it's I'm so uh, my emotions are so confused. Sure. Because I want them to. I want I want it to be another Last Jedi where I don't know what to expect. Yeah. So do I. But you know I did not like the Last Jedi when I first saw it, and I eventually turned to like it. Yeah. But what if I didn't? What if I still hated it? And I and I uh-huh. and I. I know it's a weird thing to think, but like the Force Awakens is 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 safe, safe. but strong. Right? It is, it's uh, it's uh, it's updated a, version of New Hope. My whole thing. That's what it is. My whole thing is you know I don't like things ending on a bad note, and I'm like, I feel like with JJ we're gonna get a safe thing no matter what, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of just ready to accept that as kind of weird and sad as I don't know if it's like sad, but like. It's a little sad. Yeah, JJ, it's a little sad coming is. out of Last Jedi that you yeah. have to be like, yeah. I just have to kind of accept and hope that this yeah, yeah. is like, safe if JJ, instead of. Well, not only that, but if JJ leaves any other damn cliffhangers at the end of night, I'm going to be pissed. Well, I don't think that'll happen. No. Um. So I have I have Brandon's thoughts real quick. Yeah. He, he oh. sent them to me. Hell yeah. He said, um, uh, the trailer feels like they're going back on a lot of the story that that we love from the Last Jedi. Things like Kylo's mask and the lightsaber. The trailer yeah. doesn't make me excited like The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi did. It makes me worried that J.J. is basically saying, yeah, the last film doesn't count. Uh, I'm still hopeful, and all in all, I think it looks good, though. That, yeah. was, another thing yeah, that's, bo- that's right. that was another thing that bothered me, was that do, does the lightsaber, like the lightsaber that Ray has after she broke it, does it look the same to you? Because it looks a little different to me, but I don't know if it's because I haven't seen it for a while. Uh, they made comments that Luke's lightsaber is still uh, lives on in this like movie. It's Anakin's it's somewhere in there. So uh, Luke and Anakin's lightsaber. So yeah. the Skywalker lightsaber is still around. Whether she like remodeled it based off those old pieces, but she has them. She had them at the end of the like, last movie. So one of the th- now one of the things that I love going from Empire to to uh, Return of the Jedi. Was Luke has a new lightsaber, different color, different design, different everything, and he's all cool and dark. I was really, really hoping that after Anakin Skywalker was blown up at um last in Last Jedi, that she decide that she builds a new one herself, maybe with a different color. I'm tired can, of seeing can a blue lightsaber. You, I'm sorry, guys. I'm done with a blue lightsaber. Get over it. Um, can I tell you <laughs> the big difference between that moment and Ray is the fact that Luke had a big change in his character and oh, himself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Ray hasn't had that. Yeah. True. She just got proven on everything she already believed was correct. Yeah. That's all. She hasn't okay. changed. So yeah, you're right. If if that if an idea like that is also supposed to visually represent change, which in Return of the Jedi it is. Uh. Ray hasn't hit that point. Okay. So, Oof, not to not to tangent off that, but man, but I, I, I like Daisy Ridley quite a lot. I hope they give her. I hope that they some give actual her. Uh, I love some, her. Some real I hope they give her some actual meat. Me too. I, I love her in these Star Wars films. She is like one of the best things as, in these movies. As an actress, yes. Uh, as a character, she's rather weak. Yeah. Um, that's why, I, man, Kylo. That's why I'm so, like Kylo's so good. Yeah. He's he's like he's my favorite thing about this new this new set. But can we uh, all agree that the best part of this trailer was seeing Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian again? I am completely shocked how emotional that made me the first that was time so I saw it. I know, For right? real, I know, right? <laughs> I'm back, yeah. baby. I'm I really love... glad that he's there. Yeah. Oh my god. So great. Are they gonna mention L seven or what's her name? The robot that he that he banged. I think. Man, who knows? L <laughs> three. Probably probably not. I think they probably want to distance themselves from that now that's at some, this point as much but, as possible. Man, but that's some bullshit. That's they. That's a. But they made thing. it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Thing. Yeah. Still, um, no. I doubt it. I doubt they will. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. That, I mean. Of course, JJ knows how to film a movie. It looks great. Yeah. Yes. Visually, it's stunning. Um. I appreciate that they they stressed it at celebration. They said, you know, this is a this is an adventure the whole group goes on together. Yeah. Um. I think I, that's a big deal. I'm really glad that that's happening. We're seeing a lot of shots of Poe, Chewbacca, Ray, Finn. Yeah. C three PO, 
and all po- together. And uh, mm-hmm. Poe and Ray only met for the first time at the end of the Last of the Jedi. Right? I really like Oscar yeah because remember she's like yeah. hi I'm Ray and 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 he's like I know uh huh that that's right yes. that was the first yeah. time they met yeah that's, that's really cool yeah so they're all gonna be together also I really dig Poe's beard yeah dude yeah that's, daddy that's, daddy Poe that's awesome looks like beard, uh, yeah. Nathan Drake yeah yeah dude. Brendan Fraser in the Mummy yeah as you pointed out to me <laughs> um, oh man yeah yeah I I mean I want to be optimistic it's obviously far too early to tell yeah oh um, yeah. I, again, like I stand by, I think that a lot of the trailer is meant to try to win back fans. I agree. Um, and and I get that that's not necessarily for me as a fan of The Last Jedi to to get me on board with like new places. It's trying to get me on board with like, this can feel like like old Star Wars yeah. and be good. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, uh, so uh, we'll see. Last, last bit of talking about this. Um, let's talk about Palpatine just real quick. Do you... What does your mind tell you? Do you feel he's in this movie a lot, or it's this is a misdirect of him laughing? So if it had just been his laugh, I would have felt like, but he's no, probably no a force really, ghost appearance in no just one's that. Ever really gone though. But because they walked Ian McDermott out onto the stage, that's what, yeah, and made a big uh, spectacle of that. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's probably a little more involved. So in this here's the thing: than just a ghost. JJ said some shit that uh, sure he it wasn't a reveal, but it was revealing more than he expected. So. Uh, somebody was asking him like, "Hey, you know Palpatine in the in the trailer, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I can't believe that wasn't leaked. You know, he was on set so much and nobody knew." And I'm like, "JJ, <laughs> you just told me, yeah, he's in this movie more than I thought. God damn it, yeah." <laughs> so for me, I hope he's just again pulling our leg. I I think so. Too. I really hope so. I'm hope. I mean, if he was on set a lot, it could be just like constant like. He co- he's a force ghost. He's still yeah. a force ghost. I'm still willing to bet that he's a force ghost, but he's the one that's force ghost that he's like, I'm still playing the strings behind the curtain. Uh, don't, <laughs> and don't don't get me wrong. Like I'm all for an Ian McDermott coming back and playing Palpatine oh, force ghost yeah. because we haven't had a bad guy force ghost. No, we haven't. It's about time. Yeah. Um, I'm all for that. I'm not against the idea itself. Um, I'm just uh, nervous. I'm just I, nervous. I don't uh, want And it's... I better get my Hayden Christensen, half Anakin, half Darth Vader force ghost if you're bringing Boy. back Ian McDermott. Yeah, we better get that shit. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of in, the entire saga stuff in this movie. I it's hope gonna, so. Because I, I, like, each each saga, you know, like the uh, four through six, one through three, they feel distinct. Yes. And I, it would be really cool if nine felt like, wow, this really is the entire 40 years. in. It's, it's the end game. I want it to feel like end game. Sure. And I don't think this trailer sold me on that yet. Sure. But again, it's first taser. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. We there's we're there's probably a lot get, of questions still. We're yeah. probably going to get another uh, trailer at a, after a Monday Night Football game eventually. In a couple months, yeah. Yeah, in a couple months. <clears throat> so we got we got some uh, time to wait until uh, Christmas season. So we got episode nine. We know what it's called. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But I am I'm not, not as hyped as I was for Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah I am not. That. I am not automatically against the ideas on display here. Yes. I am nervous. Um, specifically about the course of Kylo's character. I agree 100%. 100% I walked out of Last Jedi loving every choice they made related to him and where he was going. And if that if that is the thing that is undone, oof. So here's... here's I know we're, we, I gotta stop talking about it, but just real quick. Here's how I'm bad imagining this ends. Sure. Uh, Palpatine is resurrected and then Kylo and Rey have to team up to fight him. Yeah, that's, that's the bad that's ending. That's the bad imagining. That's the the bad. other bad ending is Palpatine is back as a spirit ghost and he takes over Kylo Ren who then he he's like, he goes back to the Empire and he rebuilds his helmet and he's like, I'm Palpatine. Everyone, you know, I'm back alive in Kylo's body. That's a, that's, that's also, also a bad ending. That, but that's, 
with Palpatine, dude, like in the EU, in the expanded universe, like he had dozens of clones, and he and when he died, he would be re- rebirth his body into another body. Yeah, like his conscience. And there are cool ideas in the EU, and I, yeah. I'm willing to stand behind. I don't think that's one of the better ones. No, I'm just I I just Palpatine being there just worries me a little bit. Sure, just a little yeah. bit. Same. But I'm 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 excited to have another Star Wars. It, it's movie weird because it's like all oh, sweet. Ian McDermott's coming back. Yeah. It's oh a shit, he's sword. coming back. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. But we, we liked Last Jedi, and we're not the people that they were trying to get back the attention no. of with that choice. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What else we got in trailers? So, uh, <laughs> not as uh, not as maybe high profile is the <clears throat> Adams Family trailer. Adams Family. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of those two movies. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch much of the original show. It's the, the uh, show. it's a little dated, but it's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, what's his, uh, uh, Uncle Fester? Who's Uncle Fester in uh, Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd, yeah, the best dude. Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester is the best. But uh, this new, uh, this new Adams family is. You know our um, our friend uh, Scott, mm-hmm. who's um, uh, the Seder on the Seder Sphere podcast, by the mm-hmm. way. Nice plug for him. There you go. Um, he played Uncle Fester on a stage musical performance of Adams Family. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, he was really excellent. I can see it. Yeah. Um. So we got uh we got uh, Oscar Isaac. Uh-huh. Uh Who's who's Morticia? Charlie's uh, Theron. Char- yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's great. Uh, so Wednesday has nooses for ponytails. I was yes. about to set, mention that. That's for braids. Such... She has nooses, and I'm like, man, that That's... is such a good, good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wednesday's little portly little man, just like his dad. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you you aren't crazy about Gomez's design. Yeah, specifically Gomez. Yeah. Um, he's always been very um, suave. Yeah, very suave, able to kind of handle. Th- I think specifically in the sense that like. He's able to move himself in a way where uh, he always looks rather in control and uh, cool as he does it. Yes. And I'm not against like the the uh, larger built, mm-hmm. uh, wide design of him. It's the way he moves in the trailer that makes me a little like that's not. I feel that's that. not the Gomez I always love to see. This is the, you know like the Gomez who can do the tango really well yeah. in like an instant, and he's he's very stylish with how he travels. Yeah, yeah. Every version of Gomez prior to this has done that. It seems And like... I'd like to still see that in this Gomez, even though yeah, he's yeah. a wider, shorter man. It seems like, again, this is only the first trailer, but they're... But the spirit they're... of everything else is great. Yeah, like, uh, for the trailer, at least, they're, they're showing, like, yo, man, this is going to be, like, a gothic-ass animated movie. Yes. Yeah. So, like, uh, there's some real good character stuff just for, like, little characters, but um, I think this looks really charming. Like way more charming than I expected to like the, it. The style is excellent. Yeah. I'm I'm very much on board. The Gomez thing is the, literally the only yeah. thing that I I picked out, and I'm like, I I hope he moves a little better than that. Yeah, and you know what, man? Like, like if they if this cast were just like the live action cast, I like I think Oscar Isaac as Gomez is a great choice. Too. Oh, 100 percent. I agree, especially with that little pencil thin mustache. Yes, yes. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh yeah. Uh, I do like that Gomez and and uh uh what's the little port? What's the kid's name? I Pugsley. 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 I was gonna call him Portly. <laughs> Uh, they're bo- like he looks like his dad, and then Wednesday looks like Morticia. Morticia, yeah. I I like that. I do too. Yeah. Um. Oh uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm super stoked for this. I really like the joke with when Wednesday comes in with the bull, and she's and uh, Morticia's like, hmm, "There's normally a murderous clown attached to these." Oh things. yeah, it's an it joke. I, I like those. I like those little jokes. Even yeah. when when she's like on the, the you tree, would you it, Stephen King fan? Shut up. You, he's right. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. I gotta hide. Yeah. No, but even with the the joke with the tree, and she's like, "Oh, thanks for trying, Ichabod." Where he where the tree throws uh Pugsley, Pugsley back into to the, the window. House. Yeah, Ichabod Crane. Uh, yeah, man, I'm this this movie looks this movie looks good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've I, never seen the original Adams Family films. All I know is that I know of the Adams Family. I know the classic da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. That because you can't escape that no matter how hard you try. Um, but looking at this, I'm like, all right, I I might want to watch the film, the original. You definitely want to watch those. Yeah, I want to watch the two original films and then go into this one. Do you uh, 
do you like the second one a, a lot? Because uh, uh, I, I know a lot of people, it's not as good as the first for sure. Boy, it's been a while, but, but yeah, I, did, I think I, that second one has a lot of good stuff in it. Still. I don't dislike it. Okay, that's. Do you have them, Sparks? Mm, that's we, a good question. We will now. That's a good Ooh. question. I, I'm not sure. We I think they might now. be. I've seen DVD collection. Normally, every time I, if I ask you, you have yeah, something. You yeah, have I it. think they might be in Monterey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you do have them. They're just not here. Probably. Okay. Well, we've made it to the final trailer of the day, my friends. Grease Summer Nights coming 2020. Oh, no. We're gonna talk about the Lion King, you guys. Oh, okay. Let's let's go to the uh, the Africa Africas. Let's bless the rains. That, right. uh, that's Toto. Yeah, in Africa. Yeah, bless the rains down in Africa. So uh, you kind of like the Lion King a little bit, Sparks. Yeah, um, a little bit. Like like casually. Like I kind of like Marvel. You kind of like Lion King. Yeah. 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 Tell me what you feel. Like real low level. Yeah. Tell me uh, what you feel about this planet, the Planet Earth documentary. That's life. <laughs> Live action Planet Earth. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm. Here's the thing, like, I, I love The Lion King. I love The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I love it hardcore. Um, I've never been able to be too excited about this. Um, I think the closest I got was the very first time I saw anything from it, which was at D23, and they did the whole Circle of Life opening. And I was Move, like, it moves us all. Darn. Uh, well, and part of that's the music, and part of that is that it's like the same shots, but it's live action. I'm like, okay, well, that got me. And it's the first time you're saying it. Yes, yeah. and I yeah. was like, well, that got me. That got me pretty good. But since then, I've I've kind of been like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's coming. I know. Uh, and I imagine I'll enjoy it. I'm not expecting it to ever reach the levels of the, what the original means to me. I don't think that's possible. I don't want to ex- I don't want to put that on it. I don't think that's fair. Um so it's it's kind of like a I'm sure I'll have a good time, but it definitely is going to feel like the the second-hand version. Um yeah. Uh, you know the hand-me-down version of what I already loved, yeah. And nothing in so far has proven me wrong on that. I think visually it looks really cool. It does. Um, it didn't. What I'm waiting for is for it to show me some of the things I I want to see that I haven't seen in The Lion King before. Scar going mad like he does on the stage musical that isn't in the original film. Mm-hmm. If they do that here, you got me 100. I'm gonna say this is really great. I I haven't seen that kind of lean into anything that isn't already in the original film. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, that just doesn't have me as jazzed. Even the Aladdin trailer, I gotta say, has me a little more jazzed because Will Smith's genie is automatically gonna be a different take than Robin Williams, mm. so there's something fun and yeah. spicy and new there. And uh, Iago turns into a giant bird at some point. That's so, awesome. So there's something that I know right off the bat, oh, this is not gonna be the same. Nothing in The Lion King has done that for me yet. Yeah. Um, I'm also a little put off by the fact that, like, I'm sure it looks fine, I understand why people are like, uh, but this trailer really only shows Scar talk that we see. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't seen a lot of the, them talking and, and I'm like, okay, but I don't have a feel of like how these, how these voice actors are doing in these roles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can say that I think Scar's good. Um, Chewy Atel at GFO. Yeah. Uh, Baron Mordo. I'm sure I'll, I'll like it. Yeah. Uh, it looks, it looks neat. Ben. How do you feel about um, everything? I mean, the like touches will be yours. <laughs> well, like Slang King is my favorite um, anime Disney film of all time. No, it was it's not the... allowed. Only he can like it. Shut up. <laughs> it was the first one I ever saw that I can comprehend. It was one that impacted my life a lot. My parents would have the the soundtrack on the CD in the car on loop because we would constantly want to listen to it. And I'm really not that excited for it. I. I remember back when we first heard that they were even doing the Lion King, and my first um, complaint and my first 
point was that Lion King is still too new. Yeah, it's over 20 years old, sure, but still, it's 20 we years We were alive old. Yeah, when it came out. Yeah, we were alive. It's still too new. Them doing, this is the same argument I've said before, and I'll say it again. They're If they're doing uh, films, redoing films like Maleficent, Cinderella, Peach Dragon, do those. Those are older. A lot of people don't remember those. Or do Bring their the, flops. What's up? Or do their flops. Or do their flops, yeah. And then they're like, hey, we're doing Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the Lion King is like, those are way too new. Those are a lot newer. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is really the one that set this precedent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was not a big fan of seeing Scar for the first time. I don't, I don't know. If, I get that Scar is supposed to look matted. He's supposed to look a little more dirty and he, like kind of um, in the gut. But he's still royalty. He's still a prince, technically. And in the animated movie, obviously you can tell that he is that he's a villain, but he still poisons himself like, I am still royalty. He's just like the pompous Jeremy royal Iron asshole. Jeremy has that like regality. Yeah. Like, yes, he's yeah. still a pompous royal asshole, but, and he looks down on the others, but he has a goal in mind to get to the top, to mm-hmm. become the king that he wants to the be, Iron whereas Mufasa is, um, whereas Mufasa is a more benevolent king. Yeah. I do like that um, James Earl Jones has more lines where he's like, where a good king realizes New what lines. he can New lines. Yeah, new lines. Where he says a good king is wants to know how much more he can give, not what he can take. Mm-hmm. When it's the polar opposite of what Scar is. I like that. But just seeing Scar, I don't like it. I it's I, I this is just my first in, impression. I might yeah, have to see more of it. In, and when I do see the movie, I'll probably it'll, I'll probably be turned. But just as of now, yeah. I'm just seeing a popper who's supposed to be a prince. In defense of this, uh no real lion could ever look enough like true. Scar. Very true. Very true. <laughs> um and, I've seen the yeah. image I have But that, Scar looks that, hold on, hold on. I have a uh I have at my house a uh photo of the lion that they used as reference for Scar's design. Uh-huh. Uh, the, and like he, what he movie. looks like, yeah, what he looks like in real life. Like the, the lion that they would go and they would study for a long time and that's who they base Scar on. Uh-huh. I have an image of that at my home that, that got framed. This was from a visit uh, to where they the zoo where he was. Okay. And my parents had taken me there. And uh, I, I can say like, that's the closest I can imagine to a real life scar uh-huh. is the lion they base that on, and this isn't that far away from that. Okay. It, it's hard to take something that that scar looks like in animation and make right. that real because he's not a realistically drawn or colored lion. Yeah, and to be fair, Scar is also completely skinny and scrawny compared to the Mufasa. other lions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah guys, I, I I do like, however, that he does see. I mean, Scar, obviously, in the animated film, he just has that one scar over his eye. Whereas, you you see, um, he has a piece of his ear missing. Uh-huh, you yeah. can see that he is battle damaged, yes. that he has been in some fights. Yes. So I do like that, that he's and this his is, name. This is more true to actual lions, in a sense, uh-huh. the, the design of Scar, because one sleeps with all of them and rules the pride, and the other one's normally not even allowed to live in the same place. So Pride Rock, the fact that Scar gets to be there is actually kind of a, a nicety. Yeah. In in real lion terms, which obviously wasn't a part of the animated film, but but I'm saying like a, that representation in the live action, that's not a part I have a problem with. Okay. Yeah, guys, I'm going to be honest. I uh, it, didn't, it didn't do it for me. Uh-huh. I, and I'm very surprised, because this usually isn't the take that I have, but I watched this trailer, and I'm like... There was literally no magic here. Yeah, and, I think. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think what I can what I can bring it down to is there's a uh, my problem with the fact that Scar's the only person we see talk is there's a lack of personality on display in this, which one. was yeah. what they needed to sell. I think a lot of people because, like, like in, 
going back to the original, like you, uh, Ryan, yeah. off air, you talked about the scene when they're walking through and you see Simba's growth. Like, yeah, um, the scene with Pumbaa, Tim- Timon, Pumbaa, and Simba. That gave me and, a little, a little bit. And it's just like them walking, but it's not like them like bobbing their heads no. to a Hakuna Matata. Yeah, it's just them walking and you see the different changes in Simba growing behind the guys. Sure, sure. Which, I mean, yeah, real animals probably won't like bob their heads. Here's to the, the music, thing, but, my man. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa <laughs> are at the end when they're yeah, doing yeah. the lion uh, sleeps, 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 sleeps tonight. But I can see why you feel like some of the music, of music, some of the magic and whimsy is gone. It's it's not okay. So, the, it's the color. Like, it's 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 a very difficult problem because you're making a lot. You're making a realistic movie about lions, mm-hmm. right? The original movie is not a realistic look at it. No, it's, it's a cartoon. It's very colorful. It's, it's, it's very Hamlet colorful. with lions. That's what it is. Like. The, the translation of Zazu, look no further than that, the hornbill. Like, that's what a hornbill really looks like. Yeah. It's not as bright blue it's as boring. the Zazu of the Lion Dude, King. Although, but I could I've tell that Zazu. Yeah. I could tell that was Zazu. If you've never seen sure, the sure, Lion but King it, before, but that's not, a bird. But it's not as colorful. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, like, I, I, I don't want to be negative, but, like, this is one of the only times where I'm like, this is, the Jungle Book worked for me, one, because I'm not as nostalgic, and two, it had a person in it. Yeah. I, I... I don't fully agree. I think Brandon's thing is like there's no human in this, so that's gonna make it harder. Sure, right? Is that kind of like like what? It, well, what that it? that it it's it's a borderline like because the whole point is like doing these live action reinterpretations. Yeah. This isn't live action; it's all animated. Yeah, but we don't have like a human person to focus on. Sure. And when you only focus on Scar, who's the bad guy, and like you said, there's no characters, no personality. This just looks like I'm watching Animal Planet. It really does, and yep. it looks incredible. Like those lions look real. Yeah. You know what? I don't want to go watch a real Lion King movie, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I, right. I agree because like the scene where we saw where the hyenas are coming out and Simba and Nala are like backing up, it just it looked like a regular lion. Yeah, space. it's like I, I turn um, on Netflix and Planet Earth is on. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously they can't. Uh, a real lion won't have as much as motion as we would see in the animated film, but damn. And also, here's the problem: if you if you go the opposite route, where you make those animals super, um, super emo- uh, uh, emotion, like, yeah, it's gonna sh- look weird. It's gonna look like a uh, uh, Mogwai, uh, the Netflix uh-huh. Andy Circus movie, where sure. the people's faces are basically on those animals. Mowgli, Mowgli, sorry, Mowgli, yeah, Mogwai, Mogwai. <laughs> what Man, is Mogwai? I don't give a shit about that either. Uh, no offense to Jungle Book. I like the Jungle Book John Favreau movie. That's my extent of liking Jungle Book. But it ends up like like Mowgli, and it looks really weird. Whereas yeah. this looks incredible and realistic, that's not why I want to watch the Lion King. Yeah, we got to remember that this is John Favreau, so maybe it is. maybe there is going to be something to this that that we're just not getting in trailers, and maybe we just can't. Yeah, maybe we can't, and we have to actually sit there, be invested in the film. Maybe you have to, because uh, that's the thing is like, I know how this film opens. This film opens with Circle of Life. I've seen that, and honestly. That got me. And yeah. It got me because it was those same shots, and then it was recreated. It was beautiful. But music, and it's oh no, music. I will. And if and if you're bought in those first two minutes, you might just forget about everything else and let the movie I hope take so. you. When the first trailer came out, and we hear the the famous opening lines for Circle of Life. Every time I see that, what, whether it's I'm watching it on the, uh, at home, where I'm in the I'm seeing it on on stage, or I'm just or because when I saw that trailer for the first time, and and we hear the ma. Yeah, it always gets me. Sure, that, that just it hits me right in the feels that I can't describe. But then, at, 
the music in Lion King always, even when I was seeing this trailer at the end of the trailer, I was like, man, that that music just still gets music me does right a lot. here. Yeah, it gets yeah, me yeah. right here. Right, right, right. And that's and that's what I mean. Is like the trailer's not going to capture that experience. No. You seeing the movie might, and the moment that Circle of Life is done at the beginning, you might already be one hundred percent on board and yeah, not I realize it. It, yeah. it could, but at the same time, I'm scared something's going to happen. It's going to take me right out of it. Well, I guess we'll find I out. I hope in not. Yeah, it's it's hard to know with this trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's coming soon. Yeah. And also, I want. No, I don't think I don't know if it's July, but, but it's summer. I'm kind of gonna give some Disney some props because they we they haven't released clips of Donald Glover speaking as Simba or Beyonce as Nala. They haven't released. It was anyone, they pretty much anybody, anyone except for Scar. except for Scar and um, Mufasa. Mufasa. I mean, yeah, and Timon you can, and Pumbaa. Well, mm. I, we saw them singing at the end. Okay. So. That was cute, though. Right. I did like that. We still haven't seen Mufasa actually talking. We've only True. heard him. Yeah. We only heard. We only heard him. Um, I'm yeah. at right now. I'm more excited for Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I am too. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, in this entire trailer, that elephant graveyard got me pretty excited. It looks good. That looked pretty good. It does that's look good. pretty like, sweet. That that's an interesting place to translate from animation to live action. That looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it, the stampede at the gorge too. That was. It's got my feelings going. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. And again, like again, Johnny Johnny Favs has made almost nothing but good movies. Actually, I think he's only made good movies. Yeah. Because he made Elf, Iron Man, uh, Zathura. Cowboys vs. Aliens. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. I don't like that movie. <laughs> uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, Jungle Book's great. Yeah, but. I, I, Iron I'm, Man 2. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I want to be positive about this movie. I really, really do. But, but here's the thing. We don't always have to be. I know. You know. But it's Lion King is my favorite Disney film. It's my favorite Disney animated film. And I and I don't want to go into it like I did Being the Beast, where I come out of it thinking it was great, and then a few days later I'm like, oh, wait, no, that movie was We're not as good as and, I thought. And I think it. it's honestly best. Just go in with, let your expectations be low. Yeah. Let, let it. Let it be low. If the movie can surprise you, then it will. And if it can't, then it was a mistake. Yeah, I mean, with weird things like this, like we know that entire movie for the most part, oh, which yeah. is kind of weird. Again, why I'm hoping, like, yeah. I want, I want something new. From, there's some I, stuff from the musical, and I'm telling you, I, I want to believe that it's going to happen because you don't cast Beyonce and not give her, um, Shadowlands yeah. from the stage musical. She's also, and she can't do that song yeah, unless she had her confrontation with Scar. That was the madness of King Scar. Aren't they so, also doing original stuff? Supposedly, Beyonce is definitely writing something. I think. Supposedly, yeah. um, but I don't. I haven't looked too much into it. Okay. Mostly because I don't really want to know at this point. Yeah. I want to be surprised. If there are surprises, I don't want to know. No, that, know. that scene with Mufasa in the clouds, where he yeah, says, "Remember sure. who you are." Uh-huh. If that doesn't make me cry, then ooh. But yeah, if if they're doing, if they're gonna give her Shadowlands, which they gotta, then they have to do that moment. I, so I'm hoping. It's been a while since I last seen the musical, but I do. Rem- I vague memories of the the ma- the madness of King Scar. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to see that. Yeah. Same. Oh, yeah. Even if it's not the song, just the illusion of what that song represents. Yeah, I, don't, I want in there. What I, I don't, don't even need the song exactly. Yeah, I, I'll say this and then I'll be done about Lion King. I don't want um, a padded, hey, let's just throw Ram stuff in there to make a, a hour and a half film, a two and a half hour film. Whereas Lion King, they do have stuff in the musical that works great. Throw that in there as the quote unquote padding, but it makes sense to have it, not There's just also a really stuff, big book it's beast. based on called Hamlet that they can pull from if they <sighs> want to as well. Yes, exactly. That's funny. Uh, so I think that's the, uh, that's the end of the news. That's a shit ton of news this week. Wow, so that took about two hours. Probably. So, uh, <laughs> hey guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Satan and course, his little this'll boy. This will be like two seconds for the audience. Hey, yeah. when we come back, we're talking about Hellboy right now. Blip, now. Blip, blip, blip. Right now. Now. <laughs> right now. 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 Oh, we're back. Okay. We're here to talk about Hellboy. Okay. Hey, All guys. Right. Sweet. Hey. 
So uh, this movie has a whopping fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what? So I, yeah, you didn't know that? I did not know that. So I fully expected this movie to be horse shit, and I love Hellboy, and I personally didn't find it to be that bad at all. I want to hear what you guys think about it. I had a good time. I had a really good time. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't. I don't. I won't say. I, once again, it's been a while that I like it more than the Del Toro film I that can I tell did you see. Now. <laughs> but I did enjoy. It. I enjoyed David Harbour a lot. I enjoyed Ian McShane a lot. I enjoy. The Asian actor whose name I can't remember. Daniel Dakem. Thank you, Daniel uh-huh. Dakem. I liked him a lot. Is he actually British? Is that his real accent? I don't know. I don't think he's British. No. I don't think he's British either. He's a it's a good faker. But I still liked it. Yeah. I had fun with it. Yeah, I had a good time. I don't think that the bad reviews are warranted. Um, I can see I could see why people dislike this movie. Oh but, yeah, I can see it. But saying yeah. it's like I've seen some like really hyperbolic like this is the worst movie I've seen of the of, of the year and I'm like, ooh, you guys need to watch more movies. This no, is actually, this is getting less traction than Venom. Venom, yeah, and uh, Venom is definitely one thousand percent worse than this. Yeah, this yeah. movie has worse reviews. This than entertained Venom. me. Yeah, no, I saw someone on my Facebook page write um, saying that um, Hellboy was bad Hellboy fanfic, and after. I Considering saw this. this is based off a comic where the second Hellboy movie is completely original, this that's fanfic. Yeah. If you're gonna go by that, but so logic. when I was watching it, because I read the book last night before we went and saw the movie. Yes. So I read the book, and as I was watching, it's like, no, this is actually straight out of the book. Okay. I mean, for for the most I, part, yeah. Now I know when you take things from the book, it doesn't necessarily translate as good. But for me, it's a point because it's like, hey, you read the source material, you know what's gonna happen. It also helps. Uh, We'll get into it, like some of the problems, but Mike Mignola was at one point involved with the production, sure. and then he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, as the, the, the Hellboy boy, the Hellman here, yeah. um, uh-huh. I thought this movie was, for the most part, really, really fun. I think, um, while it doesn't exactly represent Hellboy very, as well as maybe the Guillermo movies, um, I, I think of this as like uh, 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 Hellboy Year One. It's a younger Hellboy. He's not as he's not as good at what he does. He's not as I mean he's snarky, but he's not as uh, uh, confident. He's sure. not as Gomez yeah. Adam suave as, as uh, Ron Perlman. Right. So he's swearing a lot more, making a lot more mistakes, uh, just yelling a lot. I found David Harbour re- Harbour really really charming in this movie. I thought and he was really ripped. good. Holy crap, that man is ripped. Yeah, he definitely beefed himself up. He did. And for Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I loved I love David Harbour as Hellboy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, he's not Ron Perlman because it's Ron Perlman, but. Damn, he he's did... a different Hellboy. Yeah, he's I, a I younger, more impetuous Hellboy. Yeah, I, I liked him more. I like when he had his uh, his phone out. He was he had his dad on speakerphone, and he, he's like, "Oh, I have a digital touch." Breaks the screen. God damn it. Yeah. Um, he I think he mutters under his breath fairly well, which is yeah. a we- which is a weird thing to like, but like I think Ron Perlman did that yeah. uh, pretty well too. But um, so yeah, this movie it's about Nimue, who is yeah. the Queen of Blood, and what? she got her body all hacked up which, in the the fifth century. By the way. I love the opening with Ian Machine. I I thought this where, opening was awesome. Where he's like, "It's the dark. It's called the Dark Ages for good effing reason." Yeah, it's. St- I think the movie starts very strong. It does personally. Um, I will say that, like, just as a a uh, standpoint on like filmmaking, I guess. Yeah. Um, I I didn't need any of the characters talking in the flashback. I only yeah. needed Ian McShane's narration. It broke it up in a weird way. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred that none of them spoke and we just had Ian McShane telling the story as we saw the visuals. I could see that. Rather yeah. than uh, the every now and then interjection of a line or two from like characters Arthur that were there. Like Arthur uh, Yeah, because they don't say anything that important. Um, I didn't need it. I can agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like it being black and white. And that's, and like that's just it. a... Yes, I agree. The black and white with her red was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, I 
I think that that is a good example of just a constant problem throughout this film. It's just a, a poor choice of like where to put certain moments yeah. and certain things. And, and just if th- I think of a lot of this film, if things were just placed a little differently, some moments were just trimmed away or altered just slightly. Yeah, the uh, editing. The film, the film would work a lot better. Yeah, the editing isn't the strong suit of this movie. I don't think. No. Oh no, no, that's my that's my biggest gripe of this movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the positives. Uh. I have probably way more positives than everyone else in the world but um i think all the creature designs are pretty good i but do like the the hell like um sc- i know this is not the night way dormin do, do our reviews but jumping to the very end of the movie where all Whoa. the cre- will jumping well all the creatures were jumping out of um hell yeah, after yes. hellboy gets excalibur and and it's on fire and what everything, a sentence and everything is going to hell literally mm-hmm. the like, demon kaiju yeah the demon kaiju yeah. start popping up those monsters i really like those designs but at the same time I'm like man this makes me want to play doom yeah, they're yeah, they are that, yeah. Very, very, very. They look they look more. Uh, maybe you'll correct me, but they look more bloodborne-ish to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, Hellboy pulls from every type of mythology. Yeah, yeah. So just depending on what's location, like sure, they're sure. more grotesque. Like, well, like the monster with had who had multiple bodies on its legs. That's pretty. That's cool. like yeah, that's, that's straight out of Doom. I was right thinking there. of the, yeah. I was thinking of the one that had the uh, cleave for an elbow. And just like oh, yeah. the dude, I was like that. That feels very Man, bloodborne to me. That's yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, so this movie is extremely rated R. Oh and yeah. And if you weren't, if you weren't convinced by the first f bomb of the movie, there, there's a scene where just dude's and a, face and a raven pulling a eyeball out of a socket, and yeah. while he's swearing and yes. pus falling out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. But there's like dude's faces are getting ripped off. Their skins getting ripped off and cut in half. Like it's. It's grotesque. Uh, my favorite thing about that opening is that it tells you very quickly, like, this is the movie you're in for. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Strap in. That's this is why, what we're doing. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I, I immediately, I was like, all right, cool. Visually, it's black and white with the red. Like, all right, cool. They're going for something. And they show the decapitation of Nimoy. And I'm like, wow, it's really violent. I exactly, you're right. You know exactly what you're getting. Yep. And then you get uh, Hellboy going to go fight a vampire luchador. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, can I tell you real quick, like one thing I wish they'd added about that narration? I wish it had been clear that that's a story he'd already told Hellboy. So when the Nimue thing came up, he wasn't like, who? Yeah. And Ian McShane had to re-explain. Uh, because you already have him doing the narration, it might as well be him having told that story to him before. And all yeah. you need to do is say, from that story you said, that's it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. He told Again, him that story as he was growing up. More editing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But just like th- those kind of things. Because it's like, if you're going to have him do it, have it be canon that he did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, Hellboy has to go uh, 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 rescue uh, a missing he's agent. He's trying to rescue a friend. He's trying to rescue uh, a Esteban friend. Esteban Ruiz. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he shows up at this wrestling ring, and the dude's dressed up as a luchador wrestling. And yeah, yeah. Like Esteban, my man, what's going on? And as he's like, bat. we've got Hellboy here, and, and his reaction when he when the spotlight comes on, he's like, uh, <laughs> uh hi. <laughs> Yeah, uh, again, David Harbour, uh, I think, is really good in this movie. Um, I think he's excellent. Yeah. I have no bad things to say about yeah. his performance. I think, uh, I will be honest, I think um, Alice, Yeah, I think she's kind of bad. Uh, I think she's... I, think I don't she, know if she's bad or if she's written poorly. That's what it is. I Because I, especially when he first meets her, when... when Because uh, I think she plays the scene when they're, when he wakes up pretty well yeah yeah but uh after that some I of the don't writing think, i don't think is good there, but i don't think she's yeah, written very well there are times there was actually a few uh dialogue choices in this movie for both david Har- i mean david harbour he's just trying to do the best he can but even for alice there were it was kind of it was like yeah you could put a little more emotion in that but she did have some good one-liners like when uh um um, Daniel D. Kim's character is like, "Hey, get behind me!" She's like, "Well, where the else? Where the f else am I gonna go?" Finding a bunch of witches. And oh yeah, full spoilers, witches. but I feel like you should know this by now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Queen of Blood Nimue. Uh, she's all hacked up to a bunch of pieces, and she's got this uh, this this boar man, Gargush. 
Gorog? Gorog? No, Gorog? I think Something like, like that. I think there's like Ush at the end. I'm pretty sure I'm it's I'm pretty ush. sure there's not an Ush. Oh, man. Well, there's a big boar man. He'll look it up. I'll look it up. And, uh, man, he he's very different from the comics, but for people who don't read the comics, that doesn't matter. Um, he just wants to, he's he's a big man, and he just wants to be a, he wants to be better. He feels like he's, the, the world's shit on him. He's like, I yeah. deserve better, so I'm going to bring this evil queen back so the monsters can, you know, can take over the world and everything will be great for me. And, and she'll also, give me I can power. Get rest- and also, he was saying that he can be restored. Yeah. I don't think they w- they went into that a lot. They did because in the they, comics, this character was a human being. Yeah. So you think it's him being restored like, to a human? Or in the book, because the book, because this book, because this movie is based off the book, The Wild Hunt. Yes. Which is a help, which is a eight issue Hellboy. It's not a mini, but it's like a. It's it's both. It's an arc. It's an arc. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for that. Yeah. It's an arc because he was a human, and then he possessed in uh, a whole bunch of possessions, got to be this pig monster, this boar, and Hellboy just like hey say hey. He effed him up. Yeah, Hellboy beat this pig yeah. man's ass up, and then yeah. he's like, "Well, I guess I gotta resurrect this evil queen so I can get revenge." That's, yeah, that's not what you do, though. No, no, because no. you're just gonna bring the end of the world. No, the second it's like, "Hey, I'll promise you one thing," and she's and he's like, "Yeah, hey, you promised me." He's like, "Yeah, I did." Pop. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. If you've seen the original Guillermo movies, um, you you kind of know the character. Ruagosh. So there is an Ash. Ruagosh. The there you go. Not an Ush. An Osh. But it was an H. You know what I mean. Uh, close enough. I think I was close. I'm gonna say close enough. Yeah. Um. I forgot my point. Lobster Johnson's in this movie, you guys. Yeah, oh yes. shit. Freaking Thomas H. You Church. You were so happy when Lobster Johnson showed yeah, up. Yeah, It's like, yo, what if Captain America, who brands people, the Schmidt, randomly showed up in your movie? Uh huh. That's freaking nuts. Um. Yeah. He. I mean, he's things. It's just a cameo, but I, but for Hellboy fans, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of really good stuff in here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Thomas Hayden Church, for that. Yeah, for showing up for five minutes. Yeah, I appreciate you. Who's um, Thomas Church again? He's a lobster. He's Sandman. Lobster Johnson. Sandman and hey, and Spider Man Three. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah. Also, that guy in George of the Jungle. Oh Lord, <laughs> you're right. Uh, I know. Um, oh, Watch out for that tree. <laughs> uh, there, I told Ryan this. I think there are constant moments where, because it does so much flashing back and um, explaining previous narratives, I think good examples of this are the very first time we see Gurugash and Baba Yaga, mm-hmm. um, and the scene later where we learn uh, uh, Daimo's uh, past mm-hmm. with the where he's hunting in the forest. Um, for both of those, I kind of wish that instead of them filming them, that they had been uh, the the comic panels, more or less, that they'd used comic art to do those ca- kind of catch-ups because I think stiller images, rather than like fully animated and not uh, live action, would have allowed for the exposition to more sink in for people. Mm-hmm. Like Deadly they, Class they did, like you said. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. like Deadly Class does, and it would have allowed it to really click into people's minds exactly what was up. I agree. Um, and I think that would have made uh, it easier to do the story of uh, keeping Gurugash who he's supposed to be, which would have shown in comic form Right in that first scene with Baba Yaga, make that scene matter because it kind of is weird the way that they place in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have it show who he used to be as a human, and and you get that real quick. You just show a couple of those comic panels. You have that that beat yeah. of exposition. Well, even, and it's done. There it is. And they don't I know do why we care about human it. with Gurugash no, either, which no. is like a huge uh, loss for that character. Like the yes. only human thing they do is when he was a changeling at replacing Alice in the yes. crib. Yes. But that's very. That's. I mean, again, it's not, it's not the comic. Uh, that it doesn't matter, but I think the comic version is just better, and what they did in the movie is not a good version of what that could have been. And even in right. the comic, they don't mention how Baba Yaga lost her eye. Uh, in the Wild Hunt, they didn't mention it. Not well, not in what we read. Not yeah. what we read. Yeah. And probably in other books they did. See, but th- having thing, Baba yeah. Yaga in it because because it's it, pulling from more than just the Wild Hunt. So. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, you're right. You're right. So um, 
yeah, dude, the Baba Yaga, I think uh, most of the creature design, especially the Baba Yaga, is super good. You mean super Voldo just, from Soul Calibur? If you um, guys know Voldo from Soul Calibur, shit. live action. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Super uh, gross. The, yeah. the grossest kiss I've seen in my entire life, maybe. A lot of, lot of stuff really does work. Yeah. Um, there's there's inconsistent CGI. Um, yes. It's never truly great. But that's fine. Yeah, um, this is a low. This is a low budget movie with it's big aspirations. Certainly yeah. good enough most of the time. There are times where it's like really not good. Yeah, I agree. Um, but most of the time it works. Yeah, there are some. I really liked the fight scene with the giants. I think most of the action is good. Yeah, that's filmed very interestingly. Yeah, it, it's like it, it was is. like one shot, but there was a lot of like you clearly the edit was there. They but make it, was it like, look like a one shot. It yeah. was. I thought that was pretty neat. I mean, it's like a camera swirling around mm-hmm. the yeah. battle. Like, I it. like how it's mostly focused on Hellboy and not on the giants and not. Hey, here's a widescreen shot of the fight. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're following Hellboy and him literally getting knocked around, but also him killing giants with trees, taking that giant sword to cleave that head sure. in half, which sure. was great. Yes. And I, I really, really dug that part. I thought like the wild hunt, like that small section with the wild hunt was really awesome. Oh yeah, like I think that's like they look, they look so dorky. They, they do look so dorky. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can, I can understand where. Um, I don't, I don't think the movie is incomprehensible, like you said, Ryan. But I do think it's very stuffed when you have things where they are explaining the wild hunt and the chasing of giants, and then immediately dovetail in the same scene into explaining the origin of Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. In a flashback is like that's a lot. It is stuffed. that just happened it in one stuffed. scene. Um, it it jumbles around a lot, and I f- I do feel like upon like really analyzing it, they could have come with a better narrative flow. Yeah. for all of this, and kept all of the same s- information in the film, but but delivered it in a better way. Yeah. Um, I wonder because Hellboy's like like his arc, like his whole arc is him. Like he's he's the apocalypse. He brings the apocalypse for sure. Yeah. So I was curious because you know Guillermo's movies did that. Uh, just and they uh, but not as fast. I don't uh-huh. think they kind of you know they they showed what could happen whereas like this was like yo man like we got a lot of here's what's gonna happen right and it could have happened in this movie if things went differently um I wonder if they if they should have shied away <clears throat> from going so hard into the apocalypse stuff because that they've it's like retreaded territory you know what I mean I mean I'm kind of glad they didn't because uh pff, they're only gonna get this movie anyway no I well I know but like if this movie were good I mean like sure they, sure they almost blew their wad. Like, you know what I mean? I, I mean, like, I feel their representation of, like, what Hellboy becomes in the apocalypse is different from what Del Toro showed. So I don't think it's that trouble. It is also wicked awesome. And he's riding a dragon doing, like, sword yeah, swings. Yeah, I don't think that was, I don't think that was as, this movie has problems. I don't think that was as prominent. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious of, like, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that hurt this movie that much. Yeah. Um, I think there are other things that were far more detrimental than that. I will say, I think uh, the first half uh, it's a lot tighter than the second half is. Yeah, yeah. Because um, because once you... the second half is like you're going, you're like jumping quick. You go from like, one to another. The second to another. Uh, Alice is introduced, like then we get, we get Alice and we get Daimo and and it, it's we got a lot of stuff and Guragash and yeah. and then Nimue and all those witches uh-huh. and it just it just keeps building and it's like uh, can we slow it down? And then you got the whole thing. It's like hey, go find a Merlin. He'll, yeah, he, you I think the that. Merlin scene's cool, but I think it's completely. Like almost useless. Yeah, even the part it's, with... it's only there to expand on the the fact that he is a descendant from King Arthur. Yeah, and, and I think and all that and that's and again, awesome. But they another thing that, that could have been another thing that could have been delivered another way. What I would have done is I probably would have reversed, um, not reversed necessarily, but I would have had uh, Hellboy learn his his origin 
uh, with Lobster Johnson and all that, the Nazis, I would have had him learn that from his dad. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. probing, not volunteered. So you keep that, that dynamic between them. And then Lady Hatton, who would have had to have placed this at a different point in the film, but someone of her ilk, rather than introducing Merlin, reveal, well, your mom was human. Yeah. You know, or a medium like Dude, that. Alice or even, could have, or even have Alice, Alice be the person who did it. His yeah. mom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, Oh, who was it? Uh, I just forgot. I had a good point. I forgot. That's okay. Because it makes it, it makes the film feel very guided, um, and to an extent, it makes Nimue, even though like she's entertaining to watch, it makes her feel very uh, lackluster mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. presence because she basically goes, "Go, go!" I'm pretty confident that uh, this guy I've never met is gonna fall to evil because there's the monster in him. I'm pretty sure he's just gotta touch Excalibur. So, so go, go, take him to Excalibur. Take yeah, him to yeah. Merlin, who will give him Excalibur which is also confusing because Merlin should be a person who should recognize that him just grabbing Excalibur would would do that uh and that's weird it's like he should have some kind of uh having Merlin be the person who shows him Excalibur and all of that should have him also come with a caveat of like you have to be you have to be of your own mind when you grab it or something like that like some kind of caution but he's like nah just take it yeah Yeah. it might cause it's Hellboy himself Who's like, yeah, yeah. I can't do this. Right. Which I guess might be and, the point. And Merlin, and Merlin yells at him for it. Yeah. Um, and if that was the point, it just needed to be... Yes, I agree that I do think that there's an ultimate point of like, you make your destiny, which is a good moment that he has with his dad at the end. Mm-hmm. And I wish that was a more prevalent thing that was beaten throughout the film of like... Because uh, I feel like that is a thing in the Hellboy comics, in the Hellboy movies before this, where everyone's kind of saying what he's supposed to be. Yeah. And he needs to make the choice of what he is. And I wish that that was kind of like more presently being pushed upon him throughout the film by everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Not that. just saying like, we're afraid of what you're going to become, but saying like, you have to become this. And he's like, I can be anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like even the in the the, the Toro movie had a great thing where that guy throws the be- the the rosary and he's like, "You can choose what you want," because he has his horns up and the the flaming crown, and he's about as like, "Yeah, I'm going to be the bringer of the apocalypse." But then he's like, "No, you can choose yourself. You can choose your own destiny." And he was like, "Yeah, screw this, break the horns." Everyone's favorite Hellboy character, Agent Myers. <laughs> he's I'm kidding. It's nobody's favorite. Character. Right. Yeah. It's he's made up. Yeah, but see, I mean, see this movie like where he like grabs a sword and. And he sees like himself being like the little the the king of hell and yeah. and bringing hell to, to earth essentially. It's like mm, interesting, but at the same time, it's like that. I I don't I don't know. Just even in the book, because in the book he just doesn't want to take the sword just because doesn't want to take the sword. Um. Well, he well, does. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. Why doesn't he? Uh, I guess it doesn't matter in the book. We'll talk about that. Yeah, later. We'll yeah, we'll talk about that. It's because I read the book last night. I completely. I uh, I really really love the scene between his dad. Uh, and he's like. I'm tired of killing my brothers and sisters, and he storms out and he breaks the door. Uh-huh. I thought that was really powerful. Right. I um, think that was a really good scene. I like that, but then he goes to Baba Yaga, and I thought that was weird. Yeah, but not bad. It's just weird because no, it no, makes you uncomfortable, not, right? Not bad, but also it's like, why? Because when when we see Baba Yaga at first in the movie, yeah. I'm sitting there going, who the hell is she? Because I figured it, it was the Yaga. it was the bore dude that we that I've re- I saw in the book. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Okay, I know you. I don't know you. And you're are you're you not a, a hedgehog. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> no, 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 really. Because yeah, there's, yeah. there's the hedgehog in the comic. Oh, yeah. that's not who Baba Yaga oh, is. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a hedgehog in the Ben's comic. just flipping me off because he thinks I'm making a weird Sonic joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sparks. I apologize for that. You don't deserve that. Yeah, Baba Yaga is disgusting and awesome. Yeah, Baba Yaga is just hideous. Really good makeup. I seal it with a kiss. Oh, oh dude, it's literally like there are just there are like grotesque imagery in this. There's grotesque imagery in the, that kiss at this most. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. But when we see her again later on, I was like, okay, 
Bobby it, it kind of makes sense. Why is Baba Yaga in this movie again? Uh, because you know she sets everything in motion. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She's was it thing. necessary? No, no, no. But it was fun. I'm glad. It I, was I'm cool. Glad she was there. It was cool to see her house with the chicken legs. Though. Oh yeah, dude. That was pretty sweet. And I, Hellboy's thing is like, uh, I, I trapped you in an alternate dimension. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just randomly gets transported there when he doesn't want to. He has. I think that's pretty... He has some really great moments. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the uh, what was the final action scene? I already forgot. The final action scene. Yeah. Oh, it's not really uh, much of an action scene. Where uh, oh, Alice and Dymo are all in their that's uh, right. BPRD. Oh, you mean that? that up. Sure, sure. And, and they're, they're going after another club that that's worse than the Osiris Club. Yeah. Uh, the Atlanteans. That's what they are. Whatever. The Atlanteans. It's like a, I, I like that because it's yeah, like yeah. oh, we're ending and you know uh, we're all on a team. It's like oh, maybe if we get another movie. And they find uh, Ape Sapien. That's man. Yeah. That pissed me off because it's such a good tease. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I meant the action scene. Uh, I guess it's not really the final action scene. It's not. Oh, you mean where he gets this, where they find King Arthur's tomb, they find where Excalibur was the Rick, whole time. Yeah, yeah. Fights Gurugash. And then big boy Gurugash. And she kills... Super Saiyan. Yeah, she kills her dad. Um, she kills her, his dad. Yeah. And he takes a sword and hell is erupting in London. Mm-hmm. I thought that was well, pretty good. I mean, pretty it, fun. it was cool. Yeah. Like, Again, like, I don't think this movie's like extra great. But man, it just gets shit on. Like I just Some, want to praise it a little sometimes bit. Sometimes I don't think the movie knows what it wants to say with its musical choices. No, I uh, I hundred percent agree. Is a big one where I'm like, I okay, so but London's on fire, but yeah. the music's kind of confusing me yeah. about how we how do we feel about this? And then six months later, it's like eh, don't don't even think about it yeah. that much. And I'm like, uh, okay, I hundred percent uh think that's studio interference. And after reading some behind-the-scenes stuff, there was a lot of problems behind the scenes. Ooh. A yeah. lot. Yeah. And it's so sad because Mike McNola, like, a couple weeks ago was praising this Hellboy movie, and now that it's out, he's like, yeah, I kind of wish I never gave up that franchise to other people. Right. Oh. Uh, poor Mike. I'm sorry. Poor. I don't think this movie's bad, personally. Um, I think you guys seem to enjoy it enough. <clears throat> I, I did. There, I mean, going to the music, there are parts, like, when he's finding the Giants, I'm like, man, this this is metal. But then also, you were literally, like, playing the, a guitar during one part, Ben. Well, yeah, so. they were the, the last action Yeah, scene. so, they like, music playing, gets you. They were playing Kickstart by Heart by Motley Crue. I yeah. love that song. Yeah. And no matter what context it's in, it just works for you, right? Yeah. It it works. Okay. Like um just that whole part I was like, man, th- this is great. Yeah, it's got yeah, some uh, it got some good action. There's there's just a lot of um kind of like Hellboy himself, there's a lot of like people see being able to see like the great potential of what this could have been and it's like uh yeah. yeah. And I get it. But again, man, like it's fun. Um, I don't regret seeing it. Yeah, I would watch it again. I would um, watch it again too. But, I would too. But uh, it's definitely, you can see where there were a lot of pieces that could have led to something really, really strong. A lot of choices yeah. that could have made this really stand apart. There's a really strong foundation, and yeah. uh, and it it just doesn't ever reach that. It level. seems like it's built like on a pile of matches, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, it's gonna fall. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest grabs of the movie were some of the jokes, like this the scene. It's it was a trailer shot which I was expecting to see, but when he comes out and that random London officer shoots him, he's like, "Hey, I'm on your side." Oh yeah, yeah. I was expecting like a nice, a longer pause than what we got. Not the exact same. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, I'm on your side." Sorry, my bad. Yeah. I'm like, there were even when uh, Hellway was talking to Merlin, it felt like they were, excuse me, they were going through like dialogue quick. Like I felt like maybe when yeah. they filmed it, there were there were some natu- like natural pauses. Even when Hellboy was talking to his dad, there was times where it was just like going. Line, 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 yeah, the line, movie's, line. The movie's pacing is fast and yeah. erratic. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Where it's like, that doesn't feel natural at all. Yeah, I feel like, I honestly feel like a lot of the problems aren't, unfortunately, like, 
during the filming of the movie. It's yeah. all after like when we had to put this shit together and make it work. Yeah. Because I think I like a lot of I think all the characters are good. Mm-hmm. I really do. I don't think there's a bad character in this movie. Like the costuming. David Harbour looks I think, amazing. I think as just Hellboy. knowing what Gorogosh could have been, I wish that they'd expanded. Yeah. That. If yeah. I, I'll tell you what. If I didn't know his comic book character, I would probably feel uh, uh, I might like him more because I know what he is, and right. then what the the version of my God, I'm like, oh, he's just like a henchman. Okay. I yeah, also, and it just kind of be cool like, henchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked Mia Jovovich in this movie. I did too. I thought she was. I, yeah. I like seeing her as like. I like when she's like going through the the TV like with her oh, severed she's doing arm. her apocalypse learning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing that, but then she's but then she's like going through obviously all like the bad reality TV shows, people making complete asses of themselves, and like oh yeah, we're having fun. She's like, look at these dumb she asses. Really, I can't wait to murder them all. She has a, literally the same thing as the same thing as Apocalypse. Yeah, that's literally the exact same thing. Oh, oh that's terrible. That's okay. Um, but it's so, more fun to watch hers. Oh, I yeah. watch this movie ten times before I watch Apocalypse again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just wish that uh, uh, her presence stayed as strong into the second half of the film because i feel like it kind of weakens yeah, yeah. because she has a very much like a um like a spiritual influence around a lot of things uh-huh. and then once she's resurrected it's like oh i'm just a bad guy doing weird stuff also now. uh you brought up and and it's very clear to me as well um this film feels very much filmed for 3d in there a were lot so, of instances there were so many mm. shots where things were coming at you at the screen or yes. things in the foreground were, yes. were in, in focus her eyeball dangling out yeah. of her head oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the thing that came out of her neck yeah. slithered in front of the screen there's right. a lot of stuff like uh, that. when the when Excalibur, Excalibur first rises up oh yeah they don't uh, Daimo has a great line. It's like, "Hey, should we be worried about where that's going?" They never mention it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, should we that, be worried that about felt where that like was... that felt like someone thinking that was cheeky fun in ADR? Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of ADR, there's a lot of ADR lines. There is a lot of ADR. Yeah. Again, like I feel like this is a a, a bad byproduct of like Stu- of the studio. Like studio appearing. We need we need to salvage this somehow. I'm like, yeah. but does I think it's good. Yeah, there it was a lot. There, like when Daimo first showed after they uh, after the B, uh, BPRD busts into Alice's house. Yeah. Which I do like when Alice like has the gun di- directly pointed to a Hellboy and he's like all like nervous and she brings him down. He's like, "Why'd you be down here? Toward the glass, smash." Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought that was great. Yeah. But when he meets Dymo for the first time and they're talking in the hallway, there's so many random shots just going out, out, in, out, out. Uh, yeah. Here in the hall, here in the stairway, out in the Hellboy going being on top of the thing. Him meeting up with Alice right after he gets off. The I will elevator. say, yeah, yeah. There's one shot specifically where where Dymo is entering an elevator. And like the shot previous is like not the same place he was going into the elevator. Yeah, it's like a real bad edit. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot of that. That that like. whole scene, I feel like, oh, oh man, that that was ADR right there. Yeah, yeah. Like he was talking, he's off screen. You see Ian McShane's face, and then it just goes to a completely different angle. It's like, ooh, yeah. ah, that's ADR. Uh, one of the last things I want to talk about because uh, this is a long episode. Uh, I really like um, Alice's ectoplasm talk. Where she projectile vomits, oh, ectoplasm, yeah. yes. and turns into spirits. <laughs> yes. Are you okay? Hell no! A blade just came out of my mouth. Another ADR line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed a lot of the film. It's yeah. worth the view, um, especially if you're interested in Hellboy. Yeah, like this yeah. has a lot of the aspects of the comic that I really like. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to like here. I would um, definitely it's just a little haphazard. Yeah, I I feel like I would definitely tell people that make sure you read Hellboy: The Wild Hunt first. I mean, it helps. I I feel because it helped me a whole lot. But also it really did. that you're reading because well, when okay because here, here's my reasoning because when I was reading Hellboy the Wild Hunt they were mentioning stuff that happened in other Hellboy books mm-hmm. and then when I saw so I was while I was reading I was like okay this is still a self-contained story other stuff has happened but we don't have to worry about that other stuff it's kind of it's kind of like an anthology series or where it's um, episodic where things are 
the stuff that happened before won't necessarily affect what's happening now. Yeah. But like when Bobby Agua says like, yeah, Hellboy shot out my eye. She's like, oh, that's why she wants to get Hellboy. He shot out her eye. Yeah. I don't need to see it, but I know her motivation. Yeah. And even sure. when uh um when uh, um Gersh the the board, thank you is saying like, yeah, Hellboy screwed my life over. I want to get him. It's like, oh, he's still after. He's just out for revenge. Yeah. We still don't need to see it. Whereas I feel that some people would go into this thing and like, why? There's no point. They they just want him because they did. Hellboy did stuff to him that we didn't see. I need to see it. I was like, just just I, just roll. I with can it, even guys. argue if they took out the Gurgash baby scene that showed Hellboy in the 1992. If they uh-huh. just if they just completely took that out and it's just I'm just out for revenge against Hellboy. You know Hellboy is a paranormal investigator who does this shit all the time. Sure, yeah. he's gonna have enemies. I, I just I would accept. Hey, he's a henchman. Right, yeah. but yeah. it it. That's again like goes back to the potential thing. Like I, there, there was room to make these characters really pop. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they were close but not quite there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, uh, why don't you uh, rate it and give me your final thoughts, Sparky Sparks? Oh, rate it. Um, I'll give it a, I'll give it a six. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a solid six. Yeah. it's entertaining. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. It, it, I definitely think it deserves more praise than it's getting uh it's a stronger film than venom and somehow that movie's making stupid money hell yeah um so it's just a shame because there's there's such clear possibility in it and yet uh it just it just kind of got sloppy in its handling yep go ahead ben uh it's not bad i had fun with it i there are a lot of parts that like a lot of Hellboy's snarky remarks made me laugh i was like yeah that's that's david harbour doing a new hellboy and it's it's great I would say it's not Ron Perlman. Your your first character you see on screen is like your first one, but David <laughs> yeah. David Harbour as Hellboy is something I want to see more of and I really enjoy. Editing has to be fixed. I mean, you were saying that there's a lot of problems behind the scenes, so that probably attributes to it. But all in all, I still had a good time. I would say it's a it's a passing grade, six point five. Yeah, uh, I echo everything you guys say. Uh, I uh, I went in this movie with really low expectations. Uh, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, it, uh, it, Hellboy doesn't need to be rated R, but I every once in a while it's nice to just to have a big old gross movie. I like you know you I know, like I like I like uh, dismemberments every now and then. You know it's entertaining. I know it's like the most crazy thing someone could say they'd like to see people murder and stuff, but uh, you know what? Yeah, it's 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 uh, entertainment. So. Yeah, one thing I would definitely say I like how it's rated R, but it's not like super hard like gore porn R, where it's it's still bloody. until the end, <laughs> and it's also not like uh, Scarface or Quentin Tarantino R, where they're dropping f bombs every yeah. other word. I will say people did find this movie disgustingly way too gross. They found really? yeah a lot of the reviews saying it is unrelentingly like disturbing like it, with with gore and I'm like no. I think you guys just don't watch a lot of violent movies yeah you gotta go watch some uh, Rob Zombie and then come back. yeah I was gonna say like yeah. the Saw movies are way worse than this like uh, this is definitely a, like a violent movie but yeah. it's it's not that nowhere near bad seeing stuff like that on screen I was like okay th- this is fine but there, I don't know what movie it was but I remember there's this movie I saw where there's this girl who was chained up and this well the girl takes a scythe and slits her open and then she's like oh it's uh, it's hostile too. Oh yeah, I know okay. exactly what scene you're talking about. Oh, yeah. okay then. Actually, I have a I have a weird like of that movie. All right, I'll tell you why real quick. It's because it's about two brothers, one who wants to kill and one who does it, and then by the end of the movie, they have switched roles, and it's a really good character study. Bam, oh. not directed by Eli Roth. That's oh. the end. Oh, I didn't rate it. Uh, I give it a like a seven. See, it's funny for me. You said six point five is passing. I thought like seven is pass. It's still a pass. Yeah, I I would say like passing. Like six point five is passing, but barely. Okay, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven. I'll get a hot seven. All right. There's your hot takes with fake nerds. Guess what, guys? It's time to talk about more Hellboy. We'll be back after this break. Brought to you by 
nobody because we're back talking about hellboy the wild hunt what's up guys psyched you out didn't i yeah you did okay <laughs> i actually need to pause because <laughs> i gotta it. go to the bathroom i have to go to the bathroom too bye hey welcome to the fake nerd uh, comic shop yeah hi um do you have any books uh can you be a little more specific um anything readable Hey guys, we're actually back. Welcome, right. to, welcome to NPR, uh-huh. Hellboy Wild Hunt Edition. Uh-huh. So my name is Ryan Leopolis, and I chose a, a Hellboy book for this Hellboy movie. You did? It's called The Wild Hunt. Uh, it's by Mike Mignola, and I don't have the book in front of me, so I forget the name of the artist, and I'm going to look it up real quick, as I do. <laughs> but this is an eight-issue miniseries that's technically part of the regular canon, so it's issue 40s through 48. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's like a weird Marvel Now kind of thing that they do now. But uh, I want to hear what you guys have to, to say about this book, because I think this book is incredible. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I did feel like I was kind of jumping into the middle of something that I didn't entirely understand. Yeah. Um, like, I kind of wish I just read, because I know that this is kind of a, even though it's in the middle of the story of Hellboy, it's still a part two of a three-part kind of little piece. Yeah. And I kind of wish I was just a little more familiar with where exactly things were coming from. Um, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. There are parts where, um, like I was mentioning when we were talking about our Hellboy review, that there are parts where they would mention things that happened to Hellboy, that they're like, "Hey, remember when you did this?" He's like, "Yeah." And that's the headless literally, like, "Hey, see Hellboy, Duncan Figretto." Thank you, Duncan, for your beautiful art. But I really enjoyed it. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of, uh, this this may be a bad analogy, but I felt kind of blue balls at the end, where mm-hmm. yeah, where yeah. Uh, like you see the Blood Queen rise. Like the wild hunt is over with it at, at issue three. Like mm-hmm. all the people a part of the wild hunt are all dead by those giants, and then it's like a whole thing of, oh, we need to get, um, we need to find the queen. We need to get, uh, um, we need to stop her, Nimue. Nimue. Um, and then it's revealed that Hellboy himself is a descendant of King Arthur. Where I'm like, hell oh, yeah, they're going with that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the art wise, because I really love the art of, um, like when you see all like the old knights, they're all they all spider web, their armor is rusted yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all the old knights and the kings and i dig that sort of thing but at the same time like when the queen like when a bunch of these monsters like hey here's a um my king of some land recognizes you as queen of the monsters or queen of the witches here's a here's here's a crown for you she's like oh that's cool did you make it yeah cool remake it but into a knife slit your king's throat and then yeah. make me a helmet he's like Hell yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Uh, she has I, I, something that I think the movie's missing a little bit is like the actual power that Nimue yeah. uh, has, and sure. like, and just the presence of like how powerful she is. Yeah, and I, and I even argue that they have it up to a point, and then they kind of lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So one thing I will, I guess I can't argue because it's how you feel, but like a lot of Hellboy, and like when it mentions other books that we should know about, those aren't. Also, just the books in this series. That's like random. No, I know. Adventures. I, I, I so get things I haven't read either. No, no, no. Yeah, for a hundred percent. It's just a. Uh, it's not necessarily a. I'm confused. Yeah, point you just of wish view. you knew more. It's yeah. just a. All right, I just kind of wish I wasn't jumping in the middle here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, here's the thing, though. You're not because when this came out, it came out as issue one of eight as a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. It just that's just how the things come out. So it is standalone. It's like man, it's like watching a Marvel movie. Like you, if you don't know all the for stuff, for sure, for sure. And I'm again, yeah, not saying I was confused. Saying my personal preference is to know the story beforehand. Gotcha. Like I wouldn't go see Avengers and yeah. not have seen everything beforehand. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, I gotcha. Right. I won't watch. Uh, uh, what's a great example here? I won't watch. Um, you know, Star Trek. Uh, 
Deep Space Nine yeah. without watching the Star Trek that came before it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, that's that's me. That's it's ca- it's kind of like me. Like when I would first, when I was younger, I would go into comic books and I would see these these issues in like the three hundreds or four hundreds or whatever, and I'm like, well, I would know what happened, so now I have to read all these issues so I can fully understand what happened here before. Nope. Nope. I mean, obviously that's not the issue today, issue? but like when I was reading Hell by the Wild Hunt, it didn't bother me because that's one of my biggest fears is when I re pick up a book, it's gonna be right in the middle of something that I don't know what happened and I wouldn't know or they wouldn't give me like a quick little recap of what transpired before with a uh, wild hunt. I was like, okay, cool. This is a, gr- a good story, but the ending kind of, kind of got me a little bit where it's like, I want to, I want to know what it happened. makes you want to read more comics. Wow. Yeah. It did its job. Yeah. It, it does its <laughs> wow. job, but it, as a trade paperback, it kind of, like it kind of gets it's like oh here's something here's something here's something surprise yeah. and to- that's and that's a weird fault of the way that they make these books and like i it's super weird cuz like it's almost like a uk series where they make like limited season runs instead sure, of like sure. yeah. you know 23 episodes or yeah. whatever um uh, it's super weird speaking to that point specifically alice yeah. that was one where i really felt like all right, I really wish I understood the relationship here. Yeah. Because they don't, they'll tell you, like, oh, it happened to this book. And I'm like, okay, I get it was a previous thing, but like, yeah. I don't know their relationship to each other. Yeah, I got you. They don't give me anything to understand it. That's fair. Um, a lot of the others are, are pretty easily to catch on and, and follow. But Alice was one where I felt like, all right, I really wish I knew what these two yeah. were like, uh, like to when each Morgan, other. When Morgan Le Fay came out, I Hell felt yeah. that I was like, that's out of left field. Hell yeah. Uh huh. Well, man, I mean, at this point, if we were. Have we dealt with Arthurian stuff, right? At this point in the book, in before, Hellboy, and before Morgan Le Fay, I Bo- mean, before Morgan Le Fay showed like, up, like wasn't there? Already, I don't think they were talking about Arthurian stuff yet. I don't think so. No, no. no. So it Morgan been, Le Fay is been, the first indication. It of... had been the talk of the Wild Hunt. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember now. I got the movie in my head now. So do I. I, actually, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember when they explained how Nimue was ha- hacked up and all yeah. that. Um, it's the same. It's the same, though. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think that they explained it until after we got Morgan Le Fay. Okay. Well, Mar- Morgan Le Fay shows up, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. it's King." Yeah, like when Morgan yeah. Le Fay showed, up, I'm like, "What? What are you doing here?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she explained. But what I do like in the book is that Hellboy sees when he sees Morgan Le Fay, he sees her fully. Like she's like she's pretty. She's cl- right now. I remember like, it. Yeah, and yeah. then at the very end, right before he picks up the, because he's given the sword and he denies it. He's like, no, I don't want that. I, could, I think it's because he doesn't really truly believe that he is like a descendant of King Arthur and he, is, uh, he doesn't really believe Morgan's story. And then he finally does go for the sword. and But when he finally does go for it, Morgan's, uh, she's decayed. She's a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, uh, man, Rick McMill is so cool. Yeah. Dealing with spirits and stuff. Oh, yeah, the art is really, the art and even that part of the story is really, really good. Cause when I writ, cause when it first starts off, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be eight issues of them hunting down giants and trying to save people. Issue two is when the wild hunt betrays Hellboy and kills him and tries to kill him. And then they themselves get killed by the giants. Man, I love that. That, that uh, the brutal, uh, the brutal kill. Yeah. yeah the, the re- well, the realization that they're, they're, they're there to kill Hellboy. Yeah. And like I think they do, it's something that we didn't talk about much in the movie. I think they do that really well too. They do, yeah. they do yeah. all the stuff with the Wild Hunt. They do in the movie. It translates very, very. I love well. the Wild Hunt. I think it, they're, they're a bunch of goofballs. Yeah, it's them. great. And then it's I feel like it's like okay, this was about a, a hunting giants. Now it's about this Arthurian witch who's trying to take over the world. Yeah. So uh, it, it derails. I feel like it derails quick, but it derails in a way that you don't hate it. Yeah, because uh, it's still, definitely easier uh, a easier transition than the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was reading the book last night. I got they were like stabbing Hellboy and he kills the giants. I'm like, 
well, that's not about the wild hunt anymore. This is about them just trying to find a witch. Yeah, it, go. I mean, I guess Misdirect. you. I mean, I guess you can like say it's like, well, they're still hunting a witch, but I was like, okay, this is interesting. That kind of went off the rails quick, but I want to know what happens. I want to finish the story. It's not one of those things. It's like, well, that was bullshit. I'm gonna throw this, put this yeah. away now and never pick uh, it up again. There's Alice is very different in the comic than from the from the movie. Yeah. Um, one line I really like. Uh. And it's when Alice is talking about like when when she saw Hellboy at, a f- at this funeral for this king, right? And uh, and he, Hellboy says, "Oh, I thought I was dreaming that whole thing that yeah, I yeah. saw you." It was like and a vision. It was for... like a vi- and she's like, "You can can you even tell the difference between a dream and real life anymore?" Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really strong, yeah, yeah. really powerful because like his whole life is just dealing with this shit all the time, and he's like, "Man, I don't even know what's real anymore." And I was like, "Wow, that really got to me more than I expected to." Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, if I'm being honest, I read I read this last night, I reread it again, and it's mixing it up with the movie a lot in my head. Yeah. I just remember Gurgash being such a better character. Yeah, because he's got his whole human history, and, yeah. and that's uh-huh. uh, something I love, that I really I love wish him was so present. Because I think that, that you, you see him uh, when she sends him away, because she doesn't kill him, she sends him away, banishes him that's away. That's such, such a sad ending. And he's weeping and, and pleading for her not to do it, and uh, he goes away very, yeah. very sad. And, up, so, up to this, yeah, so up to this entire point in the comics, he's been serving her. He's never talked back to her once. And right. then at the very end, where he's like, you said you were going to do this thing for me, and you didn't. What the hell? And she's like, don't you dare talk to me, beast. And then she sends him away. And that's the only time he's ever been mean to her. Or like uh-huh. any semblance of like not. Of questioning. Questioning. Yeah. And and it's so sad. It and is. You can see it's, that there's crying because he's there's a, a lot. Yeah. Even though he's a he's a he's a bad opposing guy. force, a yeah. bad guy in a sense, uh, to Hellboy, he's a he feels like a tragic character. He's way more you sympathetic. You feel a lot of yeah, you feel a lot of uh, emotion yeah. from him, and no, you care for him. I and, felt for him. I did. Like, yeah. in, in the book, I felt for him because you can t- see that hey, I, I did everything right. I did everything I was supposed to do. I did everything you told me. You were promised me this. That's the only thing I was gonna get, and yeah. I did everything for you. How come I'm still not getting what I was owed? Yeah. And just for him questioning her, she like banishes him to some other part of the world. And he's like, so I did everything. Why? And he's like heartbroken. It sucks. I was like, I don't like him, but at the same time, I feel for no, him. Yeah, tell you know, it's a good character, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh God, what else was there's one other thing in the book that one thing in the book that I really really liked were the stories at the end, specifically the first three, the one with um, uh, Kolchak the Deathless, Kolchak the Deathless, yes. and the Baba Yaga story. Baba Yaga. Uh-huh. The other two, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of just skimmed over because I didn't really care. Um. I, uh, oh, man. One of them, one of them really didn't grab me. Yeah, but most of them did. But Kochak the Deathless was one of those the, stories. The one that's the one that's like multiple panels of them in like a house. Yeah, yeah. And the guy with the 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 guy who's like uh, bent over backwards, literally. And man, uh, you know, I swear, demon, I was the demon falls with him into the pit. I was gonna take notes because I. Now that I'm like, man, I'm not gonna remember any of the stuff, and I'm like, man, it's it's all this is all vague stuff. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. those parts aren't part that, of the story. But that one, that with, one, yeah, sorry, yeah, because those those stories, they're like back issue, like little bonus stories. Yes, which not a lot of comics do nowadays. I'm kind of glad that this one brought it back a little bit. But I really liked Kochak the Death List, which we didn't talk about in our review. But there is an after credit scene that that's top with Baba Yaga talking to Kochak the Death List. Yeah. you don't know that unless you're yeah, and you you're don't really know that unless you read this book. Yeah, yeah. Which another reason why I want people to read I, the book I, before. We didn't even know it unless, honestly, unless Ryan had told me, I yeah. wouldn't have even thought about it. Like uh-huh. the the line at the end of the movie is like, "I will bring you back to life." Or no, something. I will finally I'll let finally, you die. Yeah. I finally let you die. And like, unless you're like a Hellboy scholar, you're not immediately going to think of right. That yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, because I was thinking, because when I first saw it, I thought it was the the dude in the mask, like this the creepy Sandman assassin yeah. Yeah, dude the, from the first yes. Hellboy film. Uh, Krieger, I believe. I think that guy. Yeah. 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 Um, what else was I gonna say? I was saying, but that a... and the Baba Yaga story were my favorites. The other ones, I just didn't really. I I tried reading. I was like, no, nah, this isn't gonna serve purpose. I'm just gonna. I gotta get. Th- it's it's three a.m. I gotta get. Through I don't this book. know. It... I don't remember. I took a picture of this because I really liked the the line. I don't remember if this is the Wild Hunt or a different group afterwards. But they talk about how, um, and then we he would be killed, and we we seven shall be there to cut off his right hand and use it to elevate ourselves over all the remains, over beasts. For in the end of the world, we'll be overrun with monsters. They wanted to kill Hellboy, take yeah, yeah. his arm, and after the apocalypse has happened, that, rule over it. That's yeah. the club. That's, that's the club who's like yeah, Osiris Club. Right? Yeah, you're part of it, but you, there's always been seven of us, and there yeah. will always be seven of us, and uh, yeah. Man, I thought yeah, that was they, they kind spooky. of combined that idea in the film into like uh, the Lady Hatton and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I just thought I love secret clubs. That's like a I just yeah, love yeah. Illuminati shit. <laughs> uh, so I'm always cool with that. Um, I just think the thing that stands out to me the most in this book is is Gurgash and uh, and the art. I think the art's real good. Art yeah, is I really love good. Very the art. Mignola esque. It's, being... it's interesting that if you do isolate it to just these eight issues, it's a it's a story that very much is building up the Blood Queen. Yeah, and it's very much building up the story of of Hellboy, but it's not building them towards each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hellboy is the first male descendant of Mordred, son of Arthur. Right. I think that's a, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's some really great imagery of um, Hellboy refusing the Excalibur, and I'll show you guys on my phone. It's it's the imagery of him as as the king beast. Oh, yeah. with the sword as you see in the For movie. For sure, yeah. No. Oh yeah, he fights yeah. like his yeah his he fights other it, self. a ghost yeah. double. He fights him. himself. That's right. Yeah, because uh, he he holds the sword and then he realizes, oh shit, I'm gonna become something I want. So yeah, it w- it was the same thing that was Ooh. in the in the film too. Where uh, he holds the sword, he sees the future, but he physically fights the beast that yeah. he yeah. sees, which I like. And then he finally brings up the sword and says, "No, I can choose what I want to be, and I choose to be someone who's uh, gonna help people." A dead man him. took your blood to restore himself to life, to fashion himself a new body for it, and what did he become? The thing you were meant to be. So yeah, Hellboy fights like a fake, like a doppelganger created version of himself. Right. Uh, earlier in the comics, and it's and just like reseeing the imagery, I'm like, man, Hellboy is so cool, you guys. Yeah. Uh, and I think. And I will agree, you know, like jumping in again, don't make this issue one of eight if you want it to be new reader friendly. Sure, sure. But that's kind of the fun appeal about Hellboy is like he is so coded in in mythology and history. We're like, there's always going to be read this book, read this book, read this book. And it's like, oh, I, it makes me want to know more. Um, and I think Hellboy does that really well. Yeah, yeah. It's not me taking no, a slide. No, I, no, I the, know. Yeah, it's yeah. not me taking a slide at the book. It's my own personal preference yeah. on wanting to read But materials. I mean, I, I would agree. And it and it didn't bother me, again, it, ex- that much except for the Alice situation. Yeah. I just felt like I couldn't uh, invest too much into that. Like, I had more background on Gurgash than I had on no, her. No, you're, you're 100% right, yeah. Uh, just reading this, and, and that's that's hard for me yeah. um, to, to keep track and stay invested. I don't remember. Was the, the Blood Queen and Hellboy marrying each other in the book at all? Not no, in this they, one. They no. didn't even see each other right? at yeah. all in the book. Yeah, in this one, that's what I was saying. Like, you're following both of their stories, building them up to these yeah. things, but neither of them are oh, building that, of towards course, each other. They it, don't meet. It hasn't happened yet. That's why. Yeah, right. like the last panel of the book is the she, the one monster crafting the helmet of with three ravens on oh, top. Oh man, that that's awesome too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, I think this is a, a real fun book. It's definitely. Especially with the movie, just like reopened my love of Hellboy, and I'm it helped like, with the movie. For yeah. me, it helped with the movie a lot. It definitely yeah. helped me keep track of things in the film because yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, I read that." Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, oh, I'm definitely have to pull this thing up because I got some things I gotta read. But this is the end of the episode. I am going to. Oh my god, I got it on the first try. Look at that. You see that sparks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the well, episode, I saw it. I love you, Ben. <laughs> I, love I love you, too, Sparks. Ben. 
at the end of the episode. Oh, next week's is Brandon's, Brandon's book club. He doesn't know. Yeah. We don't no, know what it is. We'll find out soon. Uh, are you guys looking forward to anything next week? What are we doing next week? Um, man, am I looking? Oh, uh, next week we I think are doing a review of Missing Link, the new Leica film. Mm. I believe that's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, as we gear up to do our last Marvel rewatch special. Hell yeah! Before Endgame, which is the week after. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! In two weeks. Yeah, uh, it's coming up, and oh we're also uh, outside of that, we're doing some work. Um. Brandon and I are trying to figure out when Mithlanius will go back up again because he's got to get himself sorted over there. Yep. And uh, there's, like I said at the top of the show, uh, some recordings for Podcasters Assemble are happening and uh, possibly some other stuff going up this this Ooh. coming week that we'll talk about once they've you happened. You better look forward to it, Tube. You too <laughs> look forward to it, Tube. I, I get it. So, guys, as you know and love, we are a Funko affiliate, that baby. We are. Uh, if you want to click on the link in this, this, this description, this very one that you're listening to, yeah. and use the promo code SHOP10, you get 10% off your next purchase. Look at that. We just care so much about you. Mwah. There's some free love for you. Aww. We got some plugs. Yeah. Not the gross kind. Pave <laughs> Media, baby. We are part of the Pave Media family. Uh-huh. Paving the way to great entertainment, you guys. That's it. Check out all those great podcasts, mm-hmm. such as... Uh, the Phil Better Show. Phil Better Show. Uh-huh. Uh, the Beyond the Box. Beyond, Beyond the, the Box set. set. Oh, my God. I got it right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Batman, vers- Batman versus the World. And uh, Down right, right? Do Go On. Do Go On? Do Go On. Okay. All right. Cool. I think there are more, but th- those are the ones I remember. Those are the ones right I remember. Those are Brandon's remember. not here. I'm doing my best. Uh, we are also on Patreon. If you want to throw us a, uh-huh. a couple buckaroonies, we'd greatly We're, appreciate it. We exist it. there. We do yeah. exist there. We also exist in merchandise form at T Public. That's a T E E Public, not just the T. We got some sweet uh, uh, mugs and shirts and uh, underwear, right? We got yeah, the underwear nope, with my nope, face on just it. A, nope. Uh, nope. We got a shirt that says Event Game. That was yeah. approved. We got an Event Game. Yeah. Oh, we're in it now. We're in the the thing. Hey, man, event. whatever it takes. Oh, man. <laughs> oh Lord. I got to go fast. Okay, <laughs> I got to end the show uh, with some thank yous. You know who I want to thank you first? The oh. listeners. Oh, Aww. thanks. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, listeners. I actually really do appreciate you because uh, who, who, who gives a shit about what I have to say but you? So, yeah. like, thank you. Someone's got to listen. I also really appreciate Jeremy Vellucci. Uh-huh. You know what's funny? Now that I'm friends with him, his mom keeps popping up on my on my Facebook friend thing as to be her friend. That is funny. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know you, Miss Vellucci. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm sorry. But if you want to find Jeremy on Instagram, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Uh, you know, he does our theme music. Uh, he's also in a couple sweet bands like The Element and Treasure Town. Yes, Treasure Town. I love you, Jeremy. Uh, we've got Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes, on Facebook. Suburban Proctologist Official Instagram at Subproctpod. Nope. Subproctpodcast. Yep. There we go. That's it. We got Mike Matola. Mike, Mike, Mike. He does our logos. He does. He's yes. the best. Uh, you know, he's a great artist, a great friend. At Mike Matola on the internets. Um, if you guys want to get involved, which I know you do, you guys overwhelm us with with responses every week. Every week, every week, too all many responses. We can't even we can't even handle we can't it. even read them all. We're hey, overwhelmed. We don't read any hey, of part them. Part of the reason why I had to get a new phone is because my phone wouldn't stop blowing up. It's true. I, I, Please it's slow tr- it down. It's except true. don't. It, it oh. couldn't handle the pressure. <laughs> so uh, we're twitter.com slash fake nerd podcast, instagram.com slash fake nerd podcast, facebook.com slash fake nerd podcast, and fake nerd guys. Because that was early. At uh-huh. gmail.com. Fake nerd guys at gmail.com. Uh, look at us. Yeah. yeah. We got personal sociable accounts. Uh huh. Where are you at, Sparks? I'm at Sparks Witty on Instagram. S P A R K Z Witty. What about you, Benjamin? Uh, oh, okay. Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Brandon is at BT McClure at uh-huh. stuff. 
and I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Maybe, maybe uh, fake nerds play on Twitch sometimes if I'm in the mood for it, which yeah. is never anymore. Uh, let's see. If you guys want to subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or TuneIn or Spotify or, or iHeartRadio, I greatly appreciate it. Hey, I, uh, should they rate and review us? You know what? Yeah, they it, should. Yeah, they should definitely rate and review us. Yeah, uh, only five stars. I'll allow four. But you gotta, you gotta give me some I, money. I think we're at least a three star podcast. At I'd least. accept three star <laughs> podcasts. But I want four. Yeah. But sir, I want it more. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think we're a five star podcast. But who am I to say? I think we're a six star podcast. I think we're seven. Hell yeah, seven Dragon Balls. Yeah. All right. So, um, Final Fantasy seven. I think that's it. How does this normally end? Is that it? Uh, I think that you got everything. So then we just say our goodbye. I am yeah. a host, guys. <laughs> I want to say thank you again to everyone and. Uh, uh, Stay I'm, fake. A, I'm a Capricorn. F you and butts and stuff. Bye, everybody. Stay, Stay fake, fake nerds. Stay fake nerds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>